Dear sweet, succulent Peruvian listeners, boy oh boy do we have a special treat for you. Because on this week's episode of Nothing Good, we're going to teach you something new. Now when you've been wronged, beaten down, or passed over, and life's got you down, but you want to get even, always remember that revenge is a dish that is best served now. So when nature's calling, don't despair, because balancing is the hardest part. Because nothing's grander than an upper decker, a classy yet subtle art. That's right, everybody. It's pooping on a toilet. In the tank. This week, on oh, nothing good. Ah, oh, man. Guys, I think I, I think I want to take another take at that. I, I, I could be a little cleaner. Um, but ah, oh, I think I, I think I hurt myself on that one. Just the the nothing good. Just a little. I need some. I need some help. I, I think we need to bring in. I think we need to bring in a ringer. Perhaps I could be of assistance. Who's that? You mother. <laughs> oh shit! Sit the fuck. If you want, you know what? Everyone in the table, stand the fuck up and sit the fuck down. <laughs> Who the fuck do you people think you are? Doing this show without the fucking king. How dare you take your dicks out your pants and put them back in your pants because playtime is over, children. That's right. It's the motherfucker that is not allowed within 500 yards of a podcast. And I am back and I have some fucking shit to say to all of you. First of all, you, Dave. Fucking you, Dave. With your thoughtful, well-thought-out introductions. With an accessible, yet cerebral style of introductions. Fuck you, right in your fucking mouth. And then you, Jeff. With your dry-as-a-pack-of-ritz-crackers wits, but also somehow heartfelt and sincere about poignant moments on the show. Fuck you and you, Herb. Fuck you, Dave. Okay? <laughs> Fuck you. And most importantly, sweet listeners in the entire fucking nation of Peru. Fuck you. Fuck you. It is time. It is time for all of you to be cut by the king because it is fucking on. This week, on nothing. in the room ladies and gentlemen oh shit well, hi, everybody. we'd welcome like to welcome back, noah back to the show he's been gone for 10 fucking years it's you been man. too long <laughs> it's too long but my seat at the table has been saved for me and i appreciate yeah, yeah the whole we, time you know what the entire time we did this we ceremoniously kept your seat right there with a microphone ready mm. just in case you just happen to stroll yeah, the fucking like, street. maybe he'll just show up and like, you know what there? you didn't so fuck you <laughs> fuck you oh fuck me oh yeah that's the biggest fuck is to me. Gentlemen, I missed you. 
What's yeah, going on, Stu? Uh, good to see you. Yeah. The fucking I'm new... sure you've got a lot to say. Oh, I have it's so been it's been a hot much. minute. The new the so. new father. New yeah yeah I dad it too. Jafar knows what it's like. It's fucking. It's a whole thing. And two girls bu- too, man. It's two ladies. I am officially and permanently outnumbered in my yeah. house. That is life. Yeah. But most importantly, now the listeners are outnumbered because it is you fuckers. Oh, I missed you. Sitting in your car, sitting on the toilet at your midnight shift, just listening to us go, I fucking missed you. And I know you missed having me inside you. Oh, we are going to have some good times. You know what? It's been a while, so if I finish early, just give me a couple minutes. <laughs> I'll work it back up, I promise. We'll have a half a bottle of Gatorade, and then we'll be back at it. We're going to have two matches of the pay-per-view left to talk about, and then Noah's just going to have to leave. Sweaty and cross eyed. Sweaty cross eyed. He's got to take a shower. Oh, it's okay. I'll fight. Jeff, what is the towel in your kitchen you least enjoy? <laughs> <laughs> It'll never be soft. It'll again. never be the same. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, yeah. Oh, guys, yeah, you know what? We'll save this for, uh, for a future episode, but I have been listening to the show, and oh, fucking all right. Good job, right? Thank oh, you. Thanks. Appreciate some, it. Some, Jeez, some thanks. are better than others. No, but I did enjoy it. Um, I have a lot of strong feelings, particularly on uh, you guys. I did not know anyone could be. I didn't know it was possible for the podcast to be as serious for as long as a time as you guys managed to do in a couple of those episodes. So it's like almost like for your dramatic consideration, the nothing good podcast. <laughs> and I was like, These Sometimes fuckers, we guys, get serious. There was yeah. like 25 minute segments where there was not one dick joke made. And I was just like, what happened? Listen, if there's a dick joke all the time, are there any actual dick jokes happening? Life is a dick joke. (laughs) Fuck. You emerge from a dick. I mean... Frothy and ready to go. And to a dick, you shall return. (laughs) At at least that's how I think it goes. I don't know if that's how it works. Oh, man. That's not biology there. Yeah. Three million sperm and Noah's the fastest one. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Man, there's other sperm. (laughs) Just think of the PhDs, the nuclear physicists, the professional athletes that you outswam. I say this, I say this as respectfully as I can. But there, I believe, having known my brother and sisters, that there were no PhDs in my dad's house. <laughs> Not Tyra. a one. Not a one. This is as good as it gets, kids. Oh, but speaking of as good as it gets, uh. Yes. If, if I'm remiss on the way things go, I know it has been a minute, you know, uh, it's got to get hard again. But uh, isn't this where we talk about beer? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's around we the usually time. start with that. Sometimes yeah. we forget. And then yeah, we do it at the end. You but, know. Yes. What's everybody drinking? Yeah, Mac, what are we drinking? Well, so, uh, you know, with, with today's episode being what it is, mm-hmm. I thought having, you know, really top of the line, you know, microbrew IPAs or things like that. That's just not really the Sandman style. <laughs> so I brought us uh, today um, a a new summer favorite here in the city of Pittsburgh. Iron City beer mixed with Turner's iced tea. And all three of you guys are drinking that. Yeah. I'm going to do a, I've had this before. And I'm going to, for one good time in audio posterity, describe... <laughs> Folks, if you like, see his fucking face, <laughs> it's like if somebody spilled shitty iced tea into an ashtray and made you drink it. It's fucking. It is the city of Pittsburgh. I'll say it's so, like Pittsburgh. So this is. So I took this camping with with us uh, a couple of weeks ago when we went camping, and um, we I, I gave it to some Pittsburgh people that haven't been around to have this for a while, and, and some non Pittsburgh people. 
And I said, you have to drink three of these. The first one, you're going to hate. You're not going to know really what it tastes like or anything. It's going to taste like it's a lot weird. of different things. Yeah. Yeah. It's a weird thing. The second one, you're just going to kind of accept. And by the third one, you might pretend to enjoy it. And that's Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah. That's Pittsburgh. It's pretty spot on. Yeah, that is. That's well said. And when you drink about 36 to 50 more of these. For $12. Gonna, for 12, for 12, for 12 yeah. fucking dollars. <laughs> Which is a key here. You will defend this motherfucker <laughs> to everybody that's going to say something bad about it. And you're like, oh, why don't you just have a yingling? Like, fuck you, Philadelphia. Oh, <laughs> uh, the, the replacement for Lion's Head has arrived. In this fucking <laughs> yeah. Iron City. Yeah. But only for summer. Ice, then it's only right for back summer. to Lion's Head. That's yeah. right. Then it's right back uh, to Lion's Head. I am drinking uh, an Ithaca beer because I just, I'm, I'm, I'll drink that iced tea shit later on when I go home. Uh, but I'm drinking Ithaca beer Double Power. It's a West Coast IPA. Uh, and it's nine percent. So, in order to talk about ECW, one must become ECW. Yes. The only way you're gonna yeah. do it is with beer that is way higher than it needs to be in alcohol content, or trashier than it needs to be. No, well, well, you got that covered. Either way, yeah. the mark. Until someone smashes it over their own head and bleeds. Well, so you ain't really the same, man. So, <laughs> to your point, Jones, I have four folding chairs on the other side of the railing. <laughs> okay. So, just when things start to really get like intense, we just have to make. sure. We just have to make sure that we just go for it. <laughs> it's like never gets better. <laughs> it doesn't. I keep trying. Because you know, my brain and a slight alcoholism is like, ooh, beer, you're thirsty. And then every time you do it, it's like, fuck you. Fuck you. And it's this beer is like, I, I don't know. It's like someone who, you ever like watch two grown ass people get in a fight and you're not sure how it started, but you know both people are in the wrong Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. This beer is that screaming drunk chick trying to stop you. Change your mind. You are wonderful. I don't. Oh God, thank you. Stars and our fire. Wow. Gentlemen, do you want to talk about the state of wrestling in the summer of 1998? I would love to. We would love to. Please oh and thank you. Enlighten us. Okay. So, come on in closer, everybody, as we have a discussion about the state of professional wrestling in the year 1998. We are in the midst of the Monday Night Wars. A time that we've chronicled quite deeply, quite thoroughly, inside and out, and then back in again. Is this half how you, in, half out. Is this how you put your baby to sleep? Oh, no. No, I don't make phrases like half in, half out <laughs> with her. No, I just play reggae. There you go. She is, uh, she is jamming all the time. But you, dear listener, you would have been jamming in 1998 if you were listening or watching pro wrestling. From the WWF side, we were at the rise of Stone Cold Steve Austin, WWF champion twice by this point. And he was on the highway to hell, ready to battle The Undertaker at Madison Square Garden at SummerSlam 98. On the other channel, WCW, Goldberg had just defeated Hulk Hogan to become WCW champion. And Goldberg's undefeated streak would reign supreme for three months and then they would ruin it because WCW, gonna WCW. But then, to remind everybody, when we talk about the Monday Night Wars, there was the third. There was the third entity. Hard. Rough. Hardcore. Nasty. And laden with more concussions than a pro football team. It was extreme championship wrestling. Struggling to be on any kind of television except regional access, which here at Pittsburgh was on right after Saturday Night Live. ECW, run by Paul Heyman, who you may know now, or you may not, was in full swing with their hardcore revolution, promising an alternative to the Attitude Era. And where you would think an alternative to the Attitude Era would be clean, squeaky, no. They're like, let's do crack in the middle of the ring. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay. clears throat> 
And as we build up ECW's momentum, here we approach Heat Wave 98. In what has long since been a pro wrestling tradition where you have some feuds end and some feuds start on a pay-per-view, this show almost features exclusively feuds ending. As ECW really considered the start of their year to be after Heat Wave as we get in towards November to remember. Here we are now, we will see future Hall of Famers, the Dudley Boys, future, future Hall of Famers. Maybe Tommy Dreamer? Maybe the Sandman? RVD. RVD is a Hall of Famer. Maybe Sabu one day, too. And then a bunch of other people. So when WWE does officially have their like Hall of Fame, right? Um, I think they're just going to, you know, as as we've seen that show on like A and E where they're looking, looking they're looking all over the place. Where they're looking for like the Undertaker's coat, yeah, and they're looking for like Mc, they're looking for the Hell in the Cell cage. They're looking for hidden treasures, I believe. Is right, the hidden treasures, right? I firmly believe they're just gonna put Spike Dudley in there, <laughs> just in a case, just <laughs> just in a case. Just all, just all yeah. mad about shit. Yeah. Like if you guys see, you've seen basketball where, yeah. where he's like it's Kareem Abdul sneaker, Kareem Abdul Jabbar sneakers, Kareem Abdul Jabbar's rookie card. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, yeah. and he's just sitting there in a case, yeah. Yeah. and he fucking goes and punches in and punches out every day. That's going to be spiked Yeah, it's up. like the fucking collector from Guardians of Galaxy. Yeah. yeah. Except he's just chilling in there. Yeah. You know, I often wondered, as a young fan, every time you'd see some backstage access or uh, any kind of interviews with Spike Dudley, he was always very well-spoken and very angry. It seemed like, like he took himself super serious. And then if you actually, as a grown man, watch ECW and what they do to that man, you would also have... You would understand why he's angry and also we now that we know about brain trauma it does tend to make you lash out irrationally well i'm I'm a firm believer that ecw should have had a pay-per-view it was just tables ladders chairs and spike dudley's oh my (laughs) because he's Uh essentially a prop in this pay-per-view he is he's that's what he was in ecw i know a prop that would occasionally wrestle the world champion whenever you needed well someone to get fucked up for 12 minutes well speaking about getting fucked up you guys want to start the show well shit all right, so we start the show, and I know we don't have all the time in the world to give detailed recollections of everything, but we're going to fucking talk about every match, right? Yep. And, oh, yeah. And we're going to talk about the intro, which is Joey Styles standing in the ring, doing his best penis impression with a suit, and then he brings out Francine and her tits, accompanied by Shane Douglas, who... Now, did anyone watch ECW when it happened, when it was going on yep. in the 90s? Yes. Yep. Yep. Did, does anyone remember Shane Douglas actually defending the ECW Heavyweight Championship on I don't know no. if I've ever yeah. seen Shane Douglas I saw wrestle. clips of it constantly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he was always hurt. And here he is. I'm like, oh man, Heatway 98. And then he's like, the ECW Heavyweight Champion. I'm like, on commentary? And oh, he's fucking hurt. So, I, I, I wrote specifically because I remember, I'm old enough, we're all old enough to remember Dean Douglas. We remember that failed gimmick that yes. just did not pick up. It just didn't. Um, I remember... Shane Douglas going to WCW, <clears throat> and that not working towards the end of WCW's life. Because he was hurt most of the time anyway. Yeah. Um, but I remember the fucking franchise. My <sighs> man was legit. He, he was. was a big fish in a small pond. And, I, and I'm not afraid to say it. Yeah. He exuded a what ECW was in a lot of ways. You, you know what I mean? The cut the fucking music. Jesus fuck. I've heard that in such a long time. Mm-hmm. It brought me right fucking back because when you when I was a kid you watched it on WPTT or whatever the fuck you watched it on 
it was always bleeped out. Yeah. To hear him just fucking say yeah. it. Because I didn't see the shit on, on pay-per-view. There was no fucking way on the planet Earth nope. my parents would have bought this nope. shit for me. You fucking kidding me? Agreed. I got kicked out. Well, you know, <laughs> and, and you You're know, on your own now, son. Yeah. <laughs> and you know who keeps cutting his own music today? Ah. L.A. Night. Yeah! Out, <laughs> cut the music. But I, I, I just loved Shane Douglas was so fucking important in ECW. He was, in a lot of ways, he was the franchise of ECW. But man, Francine, listen. When I was 14 years old, mm-hmm. 15 years old, I mm-hmm. thought Francine was hot. I realize now she's local hot. Oh, she's I'm... reporter hot, Dave. She's hometown hot. She's hometown, hometown, reporter hometown hot. hot. Uh, I said 1998 trash hot is how I have it on yeah. my notes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, which is fascinating if you look back on it. Definitely the hottest yeah. girl, whatever bar you were drinking at that night. Well, yeah. first of all, let's be real. Everybody at this fucking table would not have batted a fucking eye when they were twenty-one years old, and she rolled up on you, giving nope. you the, the 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 easy eye. Nope, no way, not a chance. No way. Well, I like how you say that that they brought that they brought Francine out and her tits. Francine brought out her own tits. Oh uh, yeah, no, her tits bring Francine. Just by <laughs> yeah. sheer weight ratio, yeah. the law of physics that those <laughs> yeah. were the moving factors. If you watch it back, that was the first thing that came through the curtain. Was the tits? Tits. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um, that's excellent. <laughs> but target audience, ECW knew what they were doing. Paul yeah. Heyman knew what he was. He didn't. He didn't know how to book like <clears throat> compelling long-term storylines, but he did know how to put tits on TV. Well, so, and damn it, that man did his job well, <laughs> sir. Yeah. Well, because it's funny you say that, because I remember I made a point in this, too. I think I only saw two women in the entire audience like while watching it, watching the pay-per-view back. Well, I was looking specifically, are there any women in this crowd? There was maybe two. There and they, only, were, they were back. There were only 4,000 people. Yeah. And it's amazing. It's still a good number. Yeah. yeah. In Hera Arena in Dayton, Ohio. Huge draw for a pay per view, mm-hmm. but it's ECW. Yeah, they weren't trying. ECW, to their credit, made four thousand people look like more and sound mm-hmm. like. They more. really did. Yeah, the, sound like yeah more. the way all the camera angles were, because the way it looked was there was nobody up top because mm-hmm. it's a hockey arena basically, yeah. but it looked full on the bottom. And of course, the ECW audience—they are their own. They are their own gimmick. Yeah. Yeah. They sound bigger than they are. Well, you know, not saying that the other promotions weren't doing this at this time. I mean, WWE definitely does it now. But, I mean, they knew, ECW knew who their audience was yeah. and did not give a shit about trying to get anything else but their audience. Like, they were yeah. hyper-focused on this specific set of wrestling fan, and they mm. made sure that everything they did appealed to that wrestling fan. So they would tell their similar interested wrestling fans, you need to watch this fucking promotion. Oh, yeah, it was 100% oh, yeah. on brand. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think it's also on brand that we have our intro with Shane Douglas and, you know, there's there's tits and all the fun jokes they have. And in true ECW fashion, the first segment of the show is already going over on time. <laughs> so they get a hard cut off to the segment <laughs> to get to the pay-per-view intro. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Now, before we get going with the actual matches, it is remiss to say that because ECW famously used all licensed music that they never paid for. Oh, my, that's such a travesty. It is that no one in this show has their actual ECW music except for one. Taz. What? Taz had his music. No, he had, he had War Machine? No, but the, he had the da 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 Yeah, well, that, that, was, that, was, that, that was the uh, video game version of War Machine that Harry Slash well, I know he had show. War Machine, but I thought that he was using that music by 98. He Well, he was, so that's, he was still using War Machine 
in this point in 98. But whenever ECW redid a bunch of songs for the acclaimed video games, that's the, when that's they went overdubbed. That's the one WWE Fuck, still I forgot that was an ECW game. Yeah, there's two. I totally fucking forgot about there the... was Hardcore Revolution and Anarchy yeah, Rules. Remember Acclaim made games? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They just, all they did was take Warzone and or Attitude and just reskin it. it. Now, yeah. now they just sell insurance. Do, shit, I mean, <laughs> that is like the most amazing transition ever. <laughs> I, I would like to know what Acclaim's mascot would be. You know, like was you it got an iguana. <clears throat> I have no fucking. Idea. It was an iguana, wasn't it? I think On it was. Oh, yeah, because uh, they made NBA Jam. I remember. Then, Pepperidge Farm fucking remembers. <laughs> then they do NBA Jam. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that was why the iguana was on the slamming the thing. It was a fucking yeah. iguana that would sit boom. on top of the Acclaim logo. Their, their, their insurance commercials would just be an iguana slamming a basketball did, uh, going boom, shakalaka. <laughs> He's on fire. Boom goes the daylight. NBA goddamn jam, right, Dude, oh, man. That top was so shallow, but it was so fun. Fun as shit. There was it nothing is. to it, but nope. so unlocking different characters. <clears throat> yeah, like celebrities were in it. Yeah, yeah. if I mm-hmm. remember correctly. Oh my god, there was. Was so like many Bill different Clinton things. You, there was mm-hmm. the Bill Clinton was in it. Like I think no Be- weren't Beavis oh. and Butthead in it? Uh, possibly. Maybe. I that, think I want to say that. I want to think right. like they might have been. There's so many like weird things that they did with that game. NBA Jam and NFL Blitz were two yeah. games you had to live through. Yeah. Right. Blitz was my jam. Uh, but anyway, license music. So <laughs> some of the, the mama's family hit. moment of this episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Heat Wave '98 slash NFL Blitz this week on Nothing Good. Uh, so anyway, license music, that's uh, it's something missing from the show, especially when we get to the main event, because that was some fucking iconic music right there. Uh, but, so, generic, WWE slash ECW does want to pay for it music aside. It's background uh, music, background creator wrestle music number 11. Yes. Our opening match is just incredible, with the odd pairing of his entourage, the world's sexiest man, Jason, Jailbait Chastity, and Nicole Bass. Nicole Bass. Nicole Bass. Against Jerry Lynn. Fucking weird match. ass match, but it was a great match, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was. This whole pay per view is going to be all over the place as far as matches that are wrestling matches that become ECW matches or ECW matches that start as ECW matches and never actually become a wrestling match. Yeah. This is the former. It's I'm a little upset that in a, a pay per view in a wrestling promotion that is so big on gimmicks that. Uh, Significant uh, lack of ladders in these uh, in these in these well, matches. They, they, they at the up. end, yeah, when it mattered. At the well, end, I think you got to remember the 1998 hierarchy of things, right? Chairs all over the place. Been used to death. They're used to death in the opening match, right? Before we get there, tables used to death in the opening match. But ladders, we're still we're in the summer of '98, meaning we haven't even had the Ed, the Edge Christian versus Hardy Boys tag team ladder match yet. That would lead to triangle ladder match. That would lead to TLC and the fact that ladders would be in every match for five years. So we aren't there. So they're still new. To the point where ECW didn't even spring for the two-sided ladder. They just had the one-sided ladder. Painter's ladder. Painter's ladder. And they they made the talent carry them out from the back themselves. Yeah, like, get it out. We we have enough shit under the ring. We got to keep all of the blood test requirement kits underneath the ring for after the show. And how, how about... The fucking one job that I wish that I could have in my life, that I'll never have, right, is prop master for an ECW live event. Because during this pay-per-view, chairs and tables just keep showing up. Like, the wrestlers don't even have to go get it. Like, there's somebody on the outside of the ring that just is just feeding stuff, into, feeding the stuff yeah. into the ring. I want that job. <laughs> I, want, I want to be that guy. Pay me 
Five twenty-five an hour. <laughs> you won't get that. <laughs> Paul Heyman ain't paying you that. No, you got the He'll opportunity, pay you with hot dogs. sir. The opportunity. Right. And, the then, opportunity. and then he wouldn't even pay you the opportunity. He'd still owe it to you ten <laughs> years would. later. And have a suit he would. For it. it becomes an IOU and WWE stock oh after the, the completed God. sale purchase. You'd have heat with Heyman for years because he never paid you that opportunity. He owed. Could you, you imagine me walking out in the middle of Monday Night fucking Raw? <laughs> Like he's he's out there with uh, with Roman Reigns doing some type of promo promo about the about being the head of the table and everything, and then my fucking music hits and it's just you know uh, a McDonald's theme song, and I walk out holding a fucking IOU to Paul Heyman. <laughs> I've been waiting for this, Paul. <laughs> I haven't forgotten, Paul. You owe me an opportunity for that title. <laughs> And then I just go down in like 15 seconds. So it's just me running around the ring until Roman catches me. You're all blown up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so this match was uh, actually pretty solid. Like, look, listen. Uh, I tr- I could forgive Justin Credible for X Factor. It wasn't his fault. No. Yeah. But I but I can't help but think of X Factor every time I fucking see his bald head. Uh, it's unfortunate. Uh, but the match was solid because Jer- fuck, Jerry Lynn is so JL excuse me is really good at what he does and that's wrestle. <laughs> He fucking hurt me. It's Mr. JL versus Auto Mentoyo, which is shit? 1995 <laughs> in a fucking nutshell. And and which is incredible. Beat this, the shit out of each other. We, this isn't our first Jerry Lynn match we reviewed on the show. Nope. Homie wrestled on Halloween Havoc, which is still, by the way, being reviewed. <laughs> Somewhere. <laughs> still going. Somewhere that episode is still being recorded. I took an eight-month hiatus, and we're still recording Halloween God Havoc. Thank you very much. But, oh, yeah. Mm. Also, kind of in a way, Justin Incredible paved the way for John Cena in wrestling in jorts. Well, we blame him for this. Well, Justin Incredible walked well, so John Cena could run and no one could see Cole wrestled in jorts. I mean, let's not forget that. He you know, fought he, in jorts. Well, okay. He, he beat people he did wrestle in jorts. Yeah, he wrestled in tights, but yeah, he fought in jorts. The, the, the spot, look, I'm sitting there watching this, and now, okay, some of these matches I've seen on YouTube before. Uh, over the years. Some of these matches I've never fucking seen before. I've mm-hmm. never seen this match before. Jones, before you complete the thought, I know you've watched this pay-per-view yes. before. Jeff, have you seen this pay-per-view before reviewing nope. this? First I have time. not seen this either. This was my first time mm-hmm. seeing it too. Jones, you said you saw some of the matches yeah. on... This is the first time seeing... Did you Have you seen all of these matches before prior to this? I, I've, I saw... I've watched the main event before more than once. Uh, I've watched... Fuck. I've watched the Lance Storm match before. I've watched the tag team match before. All the other ones I've not seen. You never okay. saw Taz and Bigelow? No, no, uh-huh. no. Okay, not this one. Probably living New Jersey. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah. So, who? Um, this is the first fucking match of the show of the, of the pay per view. Yeah. And they're going fucking hard. They do. This motherfucker gives a a top rope hunkerana out of the ring through a goddamn table on concrete, and I'm yes. like, this is where we are tonight. That is yeah. important okay, to know then. that there are no mats around the ring. Yeah. There's zero mats no anywhere, uh, on, and they would keep that way until they went to a state that required them around the ring, and until they closed. So Oregon, yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking Ohio, <laughs> New York. Ohio don't give no fucks no. at all. Unless As it's about... our Ohio representative, does Ohio give fucks? Zero. Zero. No, the, yeah. only, the only fucks Ohio... No, I'm not even going to say it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd like to think that when the match was over... Because, listen, it was a good match. It was a great opener yeah. for a show yeah. that's going to have so much gaga, so much shit going on. It was a good wrestling match, all things considered. I'd like to believe that at the end, Jerry Lynn stumbles his way back and looks at somebody and goes, top that shit, motherfucker. <laughs> Seriously. Because they did everything. They just tried to one-up each other. They did every fucking thing in this match outside of light something on fucking fire. Now, to be fair, the rest, every other match after that does the same damn thing. 
<laughs> but he was set a president, so, right? So there, yeah. So the spots in this match, right? The the fucking like um, <clears throat> the tombstone from like the top rope. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. I mean, how dare they do that? <laughs> I am not concerned about Jerry Lynn's head in that move because because he had him posted right. And at the end of the day, you're in ECW. That's probably the ninth least dangerous thing yeah. you've done all that's day. That's a pretty light bump. But oh, on Justin, when we, when we get to knees, when we get to yeah, tonight, that's where I, as an, oh, you can tell I'm an old man now. I'm like, God, those knees, dude. Yes. You get back up yeah, a whole yeah, tube of tiger bomb on each one. Yeah. When we when we get to Tanaka to versus Mike Awesome, we're gonna talk about holy <laughs> goddamn <laughs> fuck. Um, but like, I I I saw that and like my fucking asshole puckered up a little bit. It's like, oh god <laughs> damn. And you're right. It was the first match of yeah. the pay per view. They went hard in the first um, match. Compl- a little critique here. Um, ECW's in ring officials. Um, what officials? <laughs> In ring official, it's one guy the whole night, Mr. John Finnegan, Mr. Finnegan, wearing the same shirt that he's worn three years before, and would wear until after ECW was closed, and they brought him back for one night stand. Still had the same fucking red and black. Noah, shirt. Noah, he's yeah. still wearing it today. Yeah, yeah. If you saw him sitting Paul in his rocking chair, if you saw him in his rocking chair in his porch, still wearing it. Probably didn't wash yeah. it either. No, yeah, Paul no. Heyman ain't paying to have that shit longer. No. That's always been the weird thing he about ECW Mac is like. It's extreme, okay. So there's shit that goes on, but the officials like, "Hey, don't do that." But he'll turn a blind eye to that. The <laughs> like, whole night will literally was get their skull that. crushed, and he's like, "Oh, how this chair get here?" It just like casually kicks it out of the ring. Don't do that, guys. Chastity's involvement in this match pissed me the fuck off. And she did a job because no, she did. But I mean, he spent if this was this was a um, about a 15 minute match, 14 minutes and 22 seconds of this match, the referee spent looking at Chastity. Instead of paying anything attention, well, like shit's going on immediately directly behind him. <laughs> like I think the chair hit him, and he's still looking at her. Like what the fuck are you doing? I, th- I think it's interesting to add up. First of all, I think at, in 1998, uh, do we all, we'll have to go in sometime. I don't think we have time today, but to learn about the story between Devon Dudley and Chastity. Do we all know about this story? I do not. I do not. Okay. I'm curious. So, no. so uh, I'll give, give the short Intrigued. version. Uh, Devon Dudley was ready to leave his wife for Chastity. Well, uh, shit. Uh, until one day he walks into the uh, to the locker room. And they're on a TV with a VHS player hooked up. It's Chastity's jailbait porno where she's double teaming some dude. It's a, he was like ready to move out of his house and with her. And then he walks in just as the time she takes a load. And he's like, I can't, I can't do this. Or I got to go back was, to my wife. Was was, uh, was his wife there playing the VHS so. tape of this to I, let him know? Rumor has it it was New Jack. Who dug that up and did that? Of course it was. Not because he wanted to save Devon's marriage, but because Because he's the original gangster. He has to fuck somebody up in some way every day. Yeah. Or else he becomes less, he becomes old Jack. (laughs) And it's the only way he becomes. (laughs) Does he go directly from new Jack to old Jack, or is there a tepid Jack somewhere in the middle? I would would say there's probably a tepid, there's probably a middle aged Jack. There's a warm bathwater Jack. Seeing new Jack over the years, I don't think there's an in between. There was no no in between. I don't think there was even an off switch. I think it was always just on. Yes. Like, that's a man who woke up, ate breakfast, took a shower, went to work, came home, watched Jeopardy, and it was always New Jack. Yeah. Like, he, he never he, shut he off. He cuts his TV when Jeopardy gets the answer wrong. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, this is a great opportunity to bring up something I wanted to talk about. Does everybody actually know, does anybody actually here know what the rules of an ECW match are? Don't kill anybody. Try to walk away. Okay. 
Excellent, excellent, all all correct. And Jeff not saying anything is also correct. There are no rules. It's extreme. <laughs> okay, so there are actual rules that they establish on ECW TV like twice, and you're supposed to remember this. This is a great idea of long-term storytelling. There are no disqualifications in ECW. Pinfalls and submissions can only happen in the ring unless otherwise noted or it benefits the match. <laughs> but that's not the it. wrestler. There, are, there aren't just the match. No, there are no countouts. There are no disqualifications. Right? No match can be ended in a time. Only a time limit draw, a pinfall, or submission. The only way that matches end. That being said, yeah. so Chastity distracting the referee for most of the match doesn't make any fucking sense because there's no disqualification. But it does serve to trigger the basic wrestling idea in your head that that's that's a heel. And getting just an incredible heat. It yeah. serves no purpose. The reason why we do it is because that's cheating. And he, bad guys cheat. But since there is not really any cheating in ECW. Uh, it doesn't serve anything other than just to help get just incredible. Who would have possibly been cheered for, for his gimmick. Had he not had every possible person in the back as his entourage during this match. Can we talk about Nicole Bass for a second? <gasps> let's yeah. not. Yeah, let's uh, talk like, about her. What a time. Jesus Christ. And it, this was our first reference to... The WWF, because they said she must be from Russia because she's bigger than China. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then and I'm like, I'm like, how did fucking Blanca from a Street Fighter movie get into this oh match? <laughs> and there, and there, she's Listen, standing there. I'm like, what that's the fuck? that's what Blanca from. <laughs> if that was Blanca from Street Fighter, I'd have fucking respected Street Fighter better from that fucking movie. <laughs> fuck that movie. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, also, like, Charlie, I'm like, we have to have you. Also like, available in the archives. Don't invoke that yeah. shit. <laughs> One, she's fucking terrifying. She's fucking Two, huge. she serves zero purpose. Oh my god. Yeah. No, she's a heater that doesn't get heat. Nope. And no, she's just fucking there. And I get why Paul Heyman and why everyone books this thing. Because ECW still, here's the best way to look at it. It has only been on pay-per-view for a year. Right? And this is like maybe the fourth ECW paper. This is the first. This is the first Heatway paper to ever be on pay per view. So they're not sure when they're gonna get anybody else's money or they're gonna get (laughs) the shit pulled. So they're not doing like, oh, let's build up and spend nine months to watch Nicole Bass get bumped, right? Finally, and where she gets her comeuppance. No, they're like right away. Jerry Lynn, every one of his entourage, Jerry Lynn's gonna fucking plant you, right, and drop you and nail you. So that is that is why we're bumping Nicole Bass right away on this show. But the finish is a. Top rope tombstone. The audacity of these motherfuckers to go in that the opening hard. match. Like what? You're just like, well, shit. Like, what do I do now after the next match? It was you a great fucking Lance Storm and Chris fucking Candido. Did not realize Lance Storm was on ECW. Yep. Really? That's where that's where <clears throat> Lance Storm really got his. Dude, there's so many fucking saying, people like, who were on ECW for a while. No, I know they were. Yeah, and he's one of them. Uh, one day we're gonna do uh, the one night stand reunion show. Which is like after everyone who was good in ECW came back and had been seasoned by actually wrestling somewhere. Yeah. Uh, and the show's incredible. But Just Incredible hits a, 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 a That's Incredible second rope tombstone off onto Jerry Lynn for our win. He is your winner and bringing it back because it's me, our rating system. I give this match a 3.5 Nicole Bass Lazy Eyes out of 5. They're not even lazy anymore. No, no. One was like, as you watch, one sleeping. It's like the weights of justice. Like they're just like this. Listen, oh my time. This is what we missed for the last Listen, eight months. Can, can, can I tell you, I've, we, I've missed having you on the show. I missed you guys. Too. Yes. Can I tell you that? Yes. Um. Yeah. How no, was the beer, by the way? Delicious. I've moved on from the ashtray to stars and fire. I will probably still drink that thing once I've given up life. But this is good. <laughs> Bohemian Premium Pilsner. 
Look at this. Drink that's, fresh. That's how a lot of Keep people cold. settled in Pittsburgh, Noah. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, all right, this is where I'm going to, this is where the cash ran out. <laughs> <laughs> this is as far west as we're going, kids. <laughs> so we got Lance Storm and Chris Candido right off the rip. How fucking roided up is Candido here? This, I, this I, motherfucker's jacked. I, I simply listed this as muscles were wrestling muscles in this in I don't this remember match. him being that big. Because he normally isn't. He normally wasn't. In no. ECW, there are no protocols. When he was skin- and he, he can juice his ass up as much as he wants. And no one's going to say a fucking he word. He was thick during his WWF run. He was skipped. But he wasn't. He was not cut. He wasn't there, like that. There is a point if a, if a, if if somebody is just standing, not doing anything, and their veins are fucking jacking and and fucking yeah, pulsating. I, I call it a bagwell. There's something yeah. going on <laughs> here. Yeah, it's a, that's that like, shit's not normal. I call that a bagwell. <laughs> bagwell wasn't just, even like that. Just man. when fucking veins are just coming out of veins. When veins have veins, veins muscles mus- and muscles. Muscles had veins and veins had muscles. Yeah. Exactly. Oh man, that's a. I call that a bagwell. That's what well, fucking Chris Candido was in this. To match. add it into Candido here, man. Um, I mean, you gotta think. Here he is trying to stand. Rest out in peace, in, by the way. Rest in peace. Yes, R.I.P. Um, trying to stand out in a sea of other ECW guys, right? Uh, and so you gotta stand out. But also, he's got Sonny's money to spend now on his show, and both of them have a lot of drugs to do in a very. Sonny was hundred percent fucked up. Oh, she was oh, she fucking you, going. So she got on the mic. And starts so I'm like, oh, you're not all there right now. So I can tell already. Let's put this in perspective. Four months before this, she's walking into WrestleMania 14 with a road warrior. Ain't that some shit? The fucking road warrior. Now she's just in, and now in she's a, yeah. out there looking like she just freshly sucked somebody's dick in the parking lot. It was probably and Chris Candido knew about mm-hmm. it, and he was real sad about it, but yeah. he was gonna let it show. Which is the what you mean? It's autobiography. I feel so bad making these jokes. <laughs> she, she sucked his dick. I knew about it, but I wasn't gonna let it show. It made me sad. And a tale by Chris Candida. Probably got her high. With with, with forward by Shawn Michaels. Yeah, she yeah. was definitely doing coke off his cock. Just oh, yeah. Just, Anybody. Anyone yeah. that had it. Yeah, anyone that's like, you know, right on the back of a 1996 Buick Century. Just anywhere that you can take it. But, yeah, but he looked, but they looked great. That's the problem with fucking, we don't talk about this with steroids. Right? You How fucking, good you look? You're yeah. a fucking yeah. You look like a fucking wrestler. <laughs> you look like, like a negatives. fucking statue. Right? So like he the, was statuesque. Yes. He and for, for and, and the fact that uh, even Jeff is about the same height as Chris Candido. Right? He looked like a like you chisel him out of stone. Wetted him down after he did. And same yeah. with Lance Storm. But these guys look great. But then, what kind of long term health ramifications do you do to your body by doing that? Like, I, I like mean, how... first off, your ear falls off. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh god, that's brutal. Yeah. I like how, uh, you know, Candido, Can- Chris Candido does not normally get the appreciation that he deserves. He's I not think because he's in a very, very good wrestler. He always was a good wrestler. But he was yes. better at doing drugs. I mean, that's what I they mean, tell. Me. First sunny. of all, let me be honest with you. Most wrestlers are, <laughs> no matter how good yeah. a wrestler you are, sir. Shawn Michaels considered one of the best ever to do it. Was even better at drugs. <laughs> better at popping pills, baby. I mean, there might not have been anybody better than he, him. But when the bell rang, doing drugs was HB. Could that make like, him the greatest of all time because he was that good being that fucked up? Um, I mean, yeah. No, that, that's that's a pretty good point. Real, real quick, kids. Uh, before Shawn Michaels did drugs, both of his eyes faced the same direction. Yep. Actually, both of us, before he worked Kane in a feud, that's what happened. Kane grabs his face, knocks one of his eyes loose, and it's still spinning to this day. <laughs> was Jericho throwing his face into a fucking no no it was uh, uh, just after the uh, Kane unmasking angle 
Uh, he did a, that cane face grab that he used to do to people where he grabbed you by your face and pick you up. Uh, and he doesn't do it. He didn't do it anymore because he dislodged the retina in Shawn Michaels' eye. So he actually knocked his eye silly. Now his, now his fucking like iris is just floating. But scaling it back, before we talk about Lance, scaling it back, yo, what the fuck? I know, I know. I'm fuck, I'm, so okay. where? Yeah. Chris Candido, though, I always like Candido because to me, he's he's Memphis. Yeah. Like he, everything Very. he does is Memphis wrestling. Like he's like if Memphis wrestling was was thrown up to the, to three thousand percent, right? He walks around the ring when he sells. He sells cartoony like Memphis. He throws punches and takes punches like if Jerry Lawler actually had athleticism. He did the three he stooges run in the fucking yeah. Uh, yeah. when he was on the ground. Did the little, the little in the circle. I'm like this motherfucker. How dare you do this on paper? Right, right. Yeah. He's he's Memphis. That's what he is, right? So he's like probably the best Memphis wrestler that never got his flowers. Yes, but you know injuries and his choice in life partners led him down a path that he could not recover from. But I did love that with the whole idea, his ear was ripped off. So he's wearing the Rick Steiner headgear yeah. and they did yes. the Rick Steiner, uh, shit that popped me. It popped me in the middle of the night. I'm like eating a chicken pot pie, watching this drinking a beer. That paints a picture. Okay. Okay. What? That noise. I don't know what that was. That was chicken. That was, that was the fine people at Marie Callender's chicken pot pie spewing from my mouth as I popped for the. Oh, okay. Experiment. That's what that was. There it is. I that's, like okay. Let's well, take it back. Wait, so clarify. So, to, to <laughs> what I was, back. I was mentioning, yeah, let's scale it back, right? So, like, to the point, like, with the Storm. It wasn't hot until then. Or, no. uh, <laughs> so. was, as, as jacked as he was, as good as he was, as great as Lance Storm was, the star was sunny as always. And. No, nope, so, Tammy. Fuck it's sunny. Um, it's always sunny to me. Yeah. Um, so it's partly cloudy right now. A few uh, days ago, <laughs> thank you, got Mr. Him. Brown and I, uh, we we got together. We're shooting the breeze a little bit, and I I'd mentioned, and I've mentioned this before, like my appreciation for Paul Heyman in, in the year two thousand twenty-three. Whereas no matter what he's doing, he approaches his on-screen time as if the, as if the camera's always on him. Mm-hmm. He's always in character, no matter what the fuck he's doing. And I watch that stuff with other other uh, uh, performers on TV. Sometimes they just get caught looking. They're just standing there staring. You know, yep. they're in it, but they're not in it. But Paul Heyman, everything about he's him, he's committed. He's yeah. almost at the cameras right here, and there there's no match happening. What's well, the last of a dying breed? But Sunny yes. is the same way. Exactly the same way. She because everything that I've drugs. heard about her, all of her issues that she has, and heaven, God bless her. You know, she's got some issues. I hope she comes out of them at some point in life with her jail time and everything. But she's a wrestling fan. She's a real wrestling fan. She and she loves this shit. And she loves to perform. And like you sit there and watch her, like during the match, she's always in. She's always dialed in, no matter what she's doing. Whether she's shit talking the fucking audience or she's reacting to what's happening in the ring, her body language, her facial expressions. Like it's unfortunate that she went down the path she went because she could have had a much bigger oh. future. I mean she's huge. A career in her life. Yeah. She could have been huger. Good time. Uh, I think I think she also in 1998. Regardless of what we want to say that Francine was barstool hot, Sunny was legitimately gorgeous. Oh, so like, listen, no one's like, going to question that. Yeah, shit. No, like, and so it, it's a lot easier to watch Sunny in 1998 do that than Paul Heyman in 2023. Can we, can we that acknowledge yeah. that uh, again? Same size tits though. Yeah, actually, yeah. Actor, Candido yeah. as jacked as he awesome. is yeah. and as big as he is, punched the fuck up. He did. Oh yeah, uh, for always. Fucking, pu- he was out of his weight class with her. Without I mean, question. Which many, is probably why she was with other guys so often. I mean, there it is. <laughs> and to last give the last person their flowers, dude, Chris, uh, Lance Storm. Uh, listen. Holy shit. 
This like, dude there's is a reason so why good. we hold him in such high regard. As far as like one of the better, if if only he had ever learned to cut a promo, you know, right? Like, <laughs> they, they didn't. He didn't really pick that one up. No, he They're, didn't. Oh God. So if you take a if you take a step back at this pay per view and just look at every wrestler as they walk into the ring, right? Just as they are, and then you have Lance Storm. I I I was thinking when I was watching this, like, do you think Lance Storm standing like, what the fuck am I doing here? I oh, wonder it's a, that it's a paycheck, but I mean. I wonder how Ibusa's Fuck. thinking that shit. Because, like, he's sitting there in the ring. He's in, like, full <laughs> fucking ring attire. You know, he's a graduate of the Stu Hart dungeon and, and everything. And he's just fucking sitting there. And then, like, Chris Candido and, and fucking Sonny walk out. And he's just like, oh, fucker. You know? You know, so so Lance Norm uh, is, is an interesting journey to get here in ECW. Because he starts his career in Calgary and then moves down to Smoky Mountain as part of the Thrill Seekers with Chris Jericho. Yeah. That is how they start their career. And Jericho makes it to ECW first. Lance Storm is true because when Jericho leaves for WCW, Paul Hyman's like, well, I had his partner. Let's bring in Mr. Lance Storm. So they do, and he's immediately an excellent wrestler, but doesn't stand out any kind of personality way. So what do you do? You put him in a tag team. And then after the tag team, what do you do? You break off the tag team and have him feud with a tag team partner. And they would do this. And Lance Storm, nothing really stuck for Lance until Don Marie shows up in ECW shortly after this. Because you're going to see, and I wish we could cover ECW TV, but it would be way too fucking hard to watch because it is not a good TV show. But Just Incredible's pathway, right? Even though he wins the feud, he never really moves up. And Lance Storm with Don Marie, and they mesh to become the Impact players. And that's what gets Lance Storm signed by WCW and eventually the WWF. And that's what moves Justin Incredible onto the World Championship. But always the bridesmaid, never the bride. And so, what do you know? You use the, the Shane Douglas method to put a pair of tits with you. And all of a sudden, you're a main event star. Especially in ECW. Yep. Uh, but, dude, uh, again, here we go. A great match, right? And, and a lot of actual wrestling happens in this. The first two matches are the only two headlocks you will see in any match <laughs> on this show. Uh, and it ends, of course, with a top rope powerbomb. The blonde bombshell from Candido, yep. who Memphises his way around into yep. stumbling into a pin can, before can, the three count. I just want to at least acknowledge that fucking suplex to the outside, because that oh shit God, was awesome. I felt that. Yeah. I'm yeah, like, how are, the fuck did you There just... are a couple spots in this match that I know. It, it was the shortest match. It was 11 minutes, but uh, the running tiger bomb. How yep. many tiger bombs are we going to see this night? It was like the super kick of the fucking show. I haven't uh, seen one since. <laughs> No, no. But in all new fairness, we only see like three super kicks in the whole show. Exactly. Yeah, yeah so yeah. it's the pre-super kick. Yeah, we have uh the longest vertical suplex I've ever seen. That's one of the He's longest. Basically ones. holding him for like two minutes. That's excellent. Uh this match is when you really start to notice how little padding there is on the outside. Yeah. Because it was sort of like quick cuts in the first match. You didn't really notice it, but in this match, I was like, "Holy fuck, that's all concrete." That that yeah. that bump had to feel uh, fucking terrible, dude. All we of got, it had to feel terrible. That's ice. That's where that, the drugs come into play. Yeah. See, Sunny, that's also. Sunny brought actual cocaine to the ring. <laughs> that fired. That's right. <laughs> Did it uh, backfire? That's how I, he no, won. Uh, Lance got smacked it, smacked it into Candido's face. Candido was good. It was Sunny's money that bought it, so uh, so Chris wasn't out that money. The whole first row got feeling real. Yeah, good. I fucking heard Popeye's theme music like when Candido got whiffed it out. Yeah, yeah, just an easy level. Yeah. and then uh, and then the finish game. Yeah, well, we got the ass rub from Sunny first. Yeah, and then she lost her top. And then having a shirt, and then get a shirt put on like one of the security yeah. guards gave him a jacket or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, my favorite part of this match was the line in the commentary. We might see that here come right off live on pay-per-view. Nah. That was fucking great. They, there's, a, there's a good three minutes of this match dedicated to 
uh, Candido's ear. Yeah. Which was, is, which should have been the whole, and now, in all due fairness, if this was an actual wrestling show, which is what I want, I love ECW. I love it, it is, it, but it's not pro wrestling as we have been trained to enjoy. Yeah, right? there's no, there's no story, there's, the story element isn't there. There's one match with story in it, yeah. in the entire match, and it's not this one. Uh, they would have focused on the ear the whole time. Right, but here's the thing. Let me ask you this: You knew who was the heel between Just Incredible and Jerry Lynn because of all the entourage around Just Incredible, right? Who's the heel in this match? Do you uh, fucking no. care? No, <laughs> no, I can't tell, and no. I can't care. I, don't I would care. think it'd be no. Chris Candido. No, well, you think because he's got Sonny with him, and yeah. they, they do the cheat back bar, but it takes you to the finish to realize who's supposed to be the heel or the baby face. Maybe you aren't fucking interested in wrestling storytelling. So the ear wasn't, and you know, okay, well, I, I like had a bunch of shit. I'm like, let me just delete this. I'm not gonna fucking take the piss out of a 25 year old wrestling show because they're not working the ear. How many stars are you giving it? All right, actually, I don't give stars. It's ears. Do do this is definitely gonna be ears. It's not ears. No. How is it not ears? Uh, because it's even better because I give it 3.5 sunny days out of five. Oh shit! <laughs> Why well, make an ear joke see when you, you could bring there. up a dead guy's wife cheating on him all the time? Jesus. Nothing good. <laughs> so, right now, Chris Candido is sitting there watching us doing this podcast because it's like Beetlejuice. He hears his name a few times and he has to fucking tune in. And he's like, they got a point. <laughs> or Sonny's listening to it in prison. Could you imagine our Twitter getting like fucking Sonny, like, her handle, like pops up there and goes, I, I have a few comments. I have a few thoughts. Like, call in. Please. I have a few thoughts of this, uh, of your, of your, of your, uh, critique of that so, match she doesn't seem like the kind of person that would say thoughts she would just mail us a bag of our own feces <laughs> you know what that's carny as shit of her that is yeah. so, it's yeah. all carny that is a great way to describe ecw no if you could put one word on ecw 1998 it's carny it is carny as fits. So, uh we got this next section this next segment where i wrote just simply Nick jack gets got by the the fucking heel locker room. he done he done got got he, he got, got his got. ass whipped. i didn't even do that i just put new jack with an exclamation point that like that's it Hey, first of all, I'm watching this and I'm like, I've actually seen this fucking, I've seen this before on YouTube. So I'm like, okay, I remember this, but I, for some reason, don't remember so many little kids being around. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And New Jack's like, motherfucker. I'm like, Jesus yeah. Christ. What kind of parents are you? Welcome to Ohio. Here, here kid, hold my, <laughs> okay, okay, fair enough. Here, kid, hold my cocaine. I have to cut a promo. Jones, there's a movie out there somewhere of you standing in front of the Ohio state line, just dropping to your knees and yelling. Ohio! There actually is, yes. There is, yeah. <laughs> I, just watching New Jack just get beat up by seven different people reminded me how fucking irredeemable the Dudley boys were. Because that's a conversation for another time. Because they were heels, man. They were, they were oh, fucking heels. Excellent heels. They were, there were no redeeming qualities between them. Nope, they, they were just shitheads. They were extreme heels. It is at this point in the show that I realized that we are in 1998, and despite my memory telling me otherwise, the mullet is still alive and well. It's a kind of a big thing. It's a because full force. between the crowd and the wrestlers, there were mullets <laughs> running by, beating up on people, and I, I lost track of who was who. Just remember for a little bit. You weren't you weren't even in like Columbus or Cleveland or Cincinnati or Toledo. You were in Dayton. Dayton. I mean, that's borderline a step above Akron. Yeah, I maybe mean, you are. If if Kentucky had to reach a little further north, they would have grabbed Dayton and brought him right back in, right? As an Ohio person, I'm sure. But you see, could... Kentucky wouldn't because they would just reach around. Oh, see what you did there. There it is. <laughs> no, um, so uh, the uh, the New Jack pre-tape, right? Always serves. Uh, the only thing that happened less on ECW shows than franchise Shane Douglas 
defending his ECW championship was New Jack actually having a match. <laughs> it never did. Why not fix what's not broken? Because uh, I'm like, oh, now, did people still fall for this in 98? Where New Jack's out, so his scheduled match where he versus Mother Teresa in a weapons match <laughs> ain't gonna happen. And then at the end of the show, to there the Natural Born Killers, which is my fucking... With all of his weapons. All of the, comes out of the shop of cart, and he cuts someone, and three different people in the front row get hepatitis spontaneously. <laughs> but spoilers for the future, but New Jack gets hurt in a pre-tape. Here's a fun shout-out to someone that I've tried to get listen to the show if you watch the new jack pre-tape when he's cutting the promo uh to his right our left is a gentleman uh, with facial hair and a bandana and a vest that is mr harry slash of harry slash and the slash tones uh, who does all of the ecw music and was featured in the ecw acclaim games and wrote the this is extreme theme uh his uh harry who i am facebook friends with i have been trying to get to listen to the show since it started, and I told him that when we did an ECW show, that I would mention and eventually make fun of him. So here we are. <laughs> and we've it's arrived. okay, he's not going to hear it. Uh, we've arrived at the point where, hey, Harry, how you doing? Now, let me ask you a question uh, real quick, Fest. Um, when standing that close next to New Jack, how many restraining orders did you violate? Uh, by the natural order of things, and could you describe me? Does did ECW smell like domestic abuse, or did that come later? Could you imagine that locker room? I, I thought that. I can I imagine it with the chaos. Love to be like I like, can't yeah. even fucking imagine what that had to have been like back there. I, me on my most debaucherous moment would be like a fucking which has been like, debaucherous. Which has been debaucherous would be like a rookie card compared <laughs> to the fucking yeah. lightest day in ECW. You couldn't even imagine. Like, no. the sh- most fucked up things you could think of. And you could think of some fucked up I, shit. Oh, yeah. It's probably happening It would probably be tier one. I've heard some shit about ECW. Like, Axel Rotten talking about how they would... There was not enough drugs to go around. So someone would inject drugs into their blood. Then take some of their blood out and pass it to the next guy to inject it to their own shit. body. <laughs> that's fucking... That's hardcore. You see, though. Easy done. Easy done. <laughs> Listen. And I cannot stress this enough. What the fuck? Yeah. Oh, there God. was so, seriously some shit going there, on back there. Oh, man. Like, what a time to be alive. Or not. Yeah. <laughs> your roster would like, develop. Where, to where do you have to be in life where that's the decision you make? Apparently... Dayton, Ohio, <laughs> in August of 1998. Jeff, how many stories in life do you real do you have from growing up in Ohio, just being like, oh, "Well, at least we're out in fucking Dayton." It's, it's true. Uh, it's true. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's borderline like city and country. Like the people you see outside in that New Jack promo, like before he gets jumped, like it's pretty spot on for what you would expect from the demographic of people in Dayton. Oh. So anyway, this ends with the entire heel roster beating up New Jack. Then, <laughs> then we cut back to RVD, Sabu, and Bill Alfonso. And those Japanese losers. And those Japanese <laughs> losers. They kept it's saying fantastic. Hakushi because that's what his WWE, Jinsei uh, Shizaki's like, WWF gimmick was. But can, can, I, can I just say that Please. when you see RVD, you immediately... like in, Now, there, there are Hall of Famers... In, in this pay-per-view, there uh-huh. are very good wrestlers in this pay-per-view. But as soon as you immediately see Rob Van Dam on TV, you fucking immediately know. Yep. Like, you just know this guy 
has everything that you're supposed to have as a professional wrestler. I specifically without wrote, even watching him fucking work, yeah, you just I, see it. And, and we're jumping ahead, but for the match, one, the, one, the second thing I wrote was RVD was just already light years ahead of the entire roster. Yeah, and you knew he was. Yep, without question. Uh, but there's something I don't know. I've watched quite a bit of ECW over the years growing up. Mm-hmm. I've watched a lot of promos because a lot of the TV shows were not the fucking promos in one match. But, but fucking Paul Heyman. Um, there's something that never clicked until I watched the show the other night. And I was like, God damn, how did I not notice this? I've, there's no way you didn't fucking notice this. The relationship between RVD and Sabu is Jane Silent Bob, and it fucked me up. <laughs> it fucked it me up. I'm like, how did I not notice that shit before? It's like, no, I love it you too, perfect. bro. perfect. He's it's, like, you had a part to play too. But he was mostly. actually <laughs> fucking the same relationship. <laughs> yeah. Body language. Yeah. Every, I'm like, these motherfuckers, man. Yeah, Sabu was definitely Sabu was definitely the cuck in their relationship. I, you know, I, uh, yeah, yeah, he'll cut you though. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that on on a on a show full of blood feuds and Beulah's references and all kinds of other things. The subtle idea that oh god, I forgot about the summer '98 when RVD and Sabu were tag champions, while RVD was TV champion, and it was that whole one-upping one where where someone doesn't even talk in the one-upping relationship. That was fucking enjoyable to watch. That was my favorite story. Well, even the, the finish whole of this show. match, yeah, like played right into that, right? Yep. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, yes. I'm not, I'm not because talk about the finish. ladies and gentlemen. Uh, our match of the night sponsored by Concussion Protocol. Oh, my God. Oh my God. Mike awesome. awesome and Masato Tanaka. This was I. This was my favorite match of the show. Mm. It's a hell of a match. Man. It was a hell of a fucking match. Um, I don't know anything about Mike Awesome. I don't know if he's ever done anything outside of ECW. I mean, he's not. He's in WCW. And WWE. Yep. Who was he in WWE? Mike Awesome. Mike Awesome. He was just Mike Awesome? So he pre, no. pre this, he was Gladiator in Japan in okay. FMW, which was just doing basically the shit that he did here. And then he became the fat chick killer in that 70s guy, Mike Awesome, in WCW. Yep. But most importantly, Towards the, the WCW, only real yeah. knowledge, idea that he would have done anything, though, is he was the first guy from the invasion to win a championship in WWF. Okay. Tell me how this guy, with as big as he is and his fucking looks... And what this motherfucker can do in the ring. Tell me how this guy wasn't a heavyweight champion. It's could, amazing, right? Was, could he just not talk? No, he nope. could fucking talk. So <laughs> what went wrong? You pluck this guy to 1998 and put him in there right now. He's main eventing SummerSlam. It probably started when he did the suicide dive and got his head stuck in the barricade. Yep. <laughs> that was probably his first concussion. Or, or was it later on when he ended up getting tossed over the, the uh, top rope by Tanaka and then went head first through the table Listen, and, and yeah. didn't over-rotate and just went right what, down on the concrete? What we know about head trauma now versus 1998 and CT and all that shit, that, this match was painful to fucking watch. Yeah, dude. Like, every fucking... They're bending the fucking chair over skulls. I'm like, this is not um, good. This And the man's dead. I'm like, I mean, he died for a totally different reason yeah, but, that we know of. But like, God damn, this is violent as shit. This is not good for the brain. Dude, no, the, the headshots, the headshots. Fucking, like, first off, um, Tanaka, right? This fucking guy. He's a tank, man. He oh, can dude. take a fucking beating. Oh, dude, man. God. Dude, if I need someone to the go first. imprint of his head. <laughs> through the door in any situation. Just, send Masato fucking Tanaka. Just, hey, you need someone just to go first. <laughs> you don't even need to finish the sentence. No. Just to go first. Masato Tanaka. My first. God. 
Um, this is also the first time that I started seeing like the 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 barbed wire like scars and stuff on people. Mm-hmm. Like, because uh, Sabu has a whole bunch of that. Yeah, scars a ton of those. But Tarakas are because of his skin tone is much more prevalent. And the fact that it's smoother, you know, yeah. I mean, where, where Sabu's a different type of rip, he's like, Tanaka's like, just like Japanese beef, and then the scars so on top. So he's Wagyu? We, yeah, we, he's we didn't, Wagyu. Wagyu? We didn't just yeah. get Wagyu. Masada Tanaka, we got battle-damaged Masada Tanaka. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, it's like the He-Man figure, but you had to flick yeah, it a couple it, times. Like, yeah, flips yeah. over and it's like a scar across his yeah. chest. Yeah, yeah. and we're like, we need a new line. Fucking battle-damaged Transformers. Fuck it. Um, the unsung hero of this match... Is the fucking chair? Uh, no, the ropes. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. First off, what did they do in ECW with the ropes? Because first off, you didn't see anybody actually hit the ropes. No, very no. rarely. But like, I don't. But watching a six foot seven, two hundred ninety pound man walk across the ropes like it's a fucking wooden beam, and just stand there and then jump into the crowd like over the barricade. What was going on with those ropes? Well, they mentioned, those it, ropes they also? mentioned in commentary, I think it was in a different match, but the ropes have a steel cable in them. There's very little give. Nobody hit the ropes. And then Not these that matches. hard. Yeah. Uh, Lance Storm did because he's Lance Storm and he had to cannon his way. And then after, but the second time, he just sold falling down. And that was that. <laughs> Like, no, no, this no, is better. No, yeah, no but who gives a, who's doing Irish whips in an ECW show? Right. I, I, only if you intend to do a handstand triple planchet of a small package. You know yeah. the, the the fascinating thing about Mike Awesome, and I'm glad you said what you said about him, uh, Dave, is because I think by and large, if you watched any of his one of his matches. You have the same response. How the fuck was this dude not heavyweight champion at any given point in any of the bigger yeah. companies? Because he had everything. Yeah, he had a big. great fucking great facial move. expressions. Mm-hmm. He's agile as a motherfucker. I couldn't. I like you. You're not used to seeing a guy that size be that agile, no, especially in 1998. Not at all. May I give you guys the actual reason? I would love um, to know. Okay, but it's, if it's cocaine, I won't be surprised. It is not cocaine. Is it uh, cocaine? No, no, that would that would be that would a good second be, guess. That would be a lot easier because a lot of people have made a lot more money than Mike Awesome while being on a lot more cocaine, including some some of our most favorite wrestlers here on the podcast. Unfortunately, Awesome got labeled fairly or not with the worst thing you could be labeled of, labeled as as a wrestler, and that is unsafe in the ring. Mm. Uh, the fact that his WCW debut, regardless of the fact that his entire career in ECW was just beating the fuck out of people and just. Just, you know, who's really protecting each other on bumps in ECW, right? right? Uh, They put him with Kevin Nash upon his WCW debut. And lo and behold, a few months later, he's a fat chick thriller in 70s pants and not a main event guy. Because he got the label being unsafe in the ring. And he never arose above hardcore title level in WWF because enough people had heard and had seen his matches and assumed he's just unsafe in the ring. I don't want to get hurt. I don't want to work with the guy. Hey, great it's important regardless of it or not. That's how he got yeah. it. But like, you can be a drug still... addict, wife beater, and you know, hey man, uh, if you're over, you're if over. You got but the look, un... and you can work. That's it. If you're but... unsafe in the ring, though, people aren't gonna be. But able wrestling to still tried to make Mr. Kennedy work. They tried until Randy Orton deemed him unsafe, unsafe in the ring. Everybody knew he was unsafe even before that. Everybody yeah, but watched. I mean, but it takes it worse than this. I mean, if Prince Iakea said, "My awesome is fucking <laughs> unsafe put, in the ring," why you gotta disrespect the name of Prince Iakea and his no fucking boots? <laughs> no, no, but but, but <laughs> if we were like, I don't know, maybe it's just Prince Iakea. 
But then exactly. Kevin Nash says it. That's one thing, right? You can, uh, you know, take uh, Simon Dean. Here's the 2006 reference. All you want to the woodshed, and no one's going to care what Nova says. But as soon as Randy Orton says, oh, yeah, I got hurt wrestling him. Oh, OVW you go. See, and, and you're talking about the chair shots in this match, right? And I, my, my note here is just match was just brutal, right? Mm-hmm. I actually think Tanaka's head broke the chair. I oh, think yeah. his head hit the chair, not oh, the chair definitely. hit his head. Oh, yeah. It, it's actually like that's the static thing, and it's Tanaka's head that's moving through space. <laughs> I, feel, yeah. I, feel like, I feel like there's a point in the match, like two-thirds of the way through, where Mike Awesome hits Tanaka with a chair shot right over the head, and I feel like Tanaka was like trying to level up, and, and then he hit him a second time. <laughs> Tanaka's like, but nope. So nope. the body starts shutting down. Just, just, just shit started shaking uncontrollably, I, and he just went so down what to you're the ground. He went from a full HP bar to blinking in one second. I, <laughs> I, I, I have a note. No, I'm like, so, uh, awesome hit Tanaka so hard that he. I've never, I've never seen a human get control all deleted before. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> But it's true. Oh God! Uh, no, uh, we did. We talk about concussions all you want because this whole show is full of terrible concussion protocol or lack thereof. But this this match is the only match I ever watched that actually made me feel like I had CTE <laughs> watching it. But even more than that, we need to talk about uh, Mike Awesome's mullet. Okay, we, that shit uh, had we, legs. That there's <laughs> mullets and uh, having. We live now through reviewing 90s WCW. We've seen some fucking mullets. We've seen feathered mullets. We've seen wet. We've seen straight mullets, stringy mullets. We've seen Eddie Guerrero and DDP have their mullets intertwined <laughs> in one grand, grand yeah. glorious, interlocked mullet. Did but, they, when, you, when, when DDP and Eddie Guerrero's mullets mesh, do you yeah. see it like you see in Spaceballs where the Schwartzes are all kind of tangled and like DDP's got to put his foot up on, on no. Eddie Guerrero's knee to like, attach them it's more like you're uh it's 1999 you're watching uh cinemax at 1 a.m and your parents aren't at home you have the volume all the way down and there's the lesbians like rubbing each other and the kind of scissors <laughs> kind like, of a thing that's what they're mullet it's it's it was a belly button it was a belly button grind is but, what you're talking about but yes it's yeah. full arm is that what yeah. you call it yeah oh yeah the belly button grind <laughs> you haven't seen i've never heard it called that grind the sh- i've never go back and watch the tape they ground the shit out of their belly well, buttons. I know that's they not what did. they were trying to do air quotes they weren't rubbing belly buttons no that's what it looked like you know what it looked like. Like. i think we could all stand here right here and i'm gonna i'm gonna stand for this there uh go. that it got the job done <laughs> <laughs> okay so they those fucking things walked <laughs> so that poor hub could yeah. run yeah think about what those belly wrong. buttons did for you no uh but speaking of lesbians uh, Mike Awesome's fucking mullet. <laughs> Wait, would you, are you saying his, his mullet was a lesbian? Oh no, I, I it it remind like I've never seen a mullet that made me look. I looked at him like that looks like the mullet that an Australian lesbian trucker would have. You Honestly, know what I mean? like, yeah, yeah, like that's it's like hardcore, like the p- pure vertical concept of at least eighteen inches from the top spike of his head to the back curl of the wet mullet. It's just like majestic. So, so she's an Australian large Marge, is what yes, you're saying? Yes, absolutely. But like, like when large Marge, oh, when large Marge takes you, you don't have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, shit. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, so, but uh, but once again, another match that has fucking spot after spot after. Oh my god, Mike Austin gets power bombed onto his neck through a table with no mats at the ringside, uh, and then all of us, then all of a sudden, there's a top rope move. 
That is the thing that wins the match, and it's a tornado DDT this time. Under not one but two chairs. <clears throat> two chairs. Great match. Thoroughly enjoyed it. I felt like I was damaged after it, but it was it was worth the price of admission. It was top, one of the top matches of the night. Like at what point at the, during the pay per view are you like it's too much? It's too much. I, I can't. I can't. I, I just. I can't. I just can't anymore. Dude, just don't. I can't. It's extreme. Oh my god. Oh no. Yeah. And at this point, I realized that we were an hour into a two and a half hour show. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there like, was more to come. So. I, as I was doing my prep work for this, I, I went through Wikipedia and I pulled up the article and was kind of going through the match times and everything. And the the math of ECW was really confusing to me because, like, <laughs> on when you go into the network and you pull this up, it's a two-hour and 40-minute <laughs> yeah, show. Yeah, it's a long show. And there's an hour and seven minutes of, like, wrestling matches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and only one of these matches goes 20 minutes, yeah. which is the next one we're going to talk about. And I'm like, how did they fill this time? Like, I watched ECW on TV down at the Whitfields with the volume down because if we woke up Debbie, we were all fucked. <laughs> and that was with Ryan's dad being there with us. It's because of the 10-minute intros. They would yeah, do. oh my yeah. god, the yeah. long the, intros. The long there. fucking intros and, and everything else. Which was there great were... when they were using licensed music, but when they're not anymore, when, fast forward when that the, yeah. When the Dudleys come down to no music, it's awkward as hell. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It really Which would have been Highway to Hell. But then again, too. Yeah. So we got the Taz promo. Uh, and you know, it's funny with Taz and it's really fucking unfortunate that my man just didn't get to play in the big leagues the way he deserved Agreed. because dude was a fucking animal. He was, a he, was. Beast. he was intimidating. Yeah. It, was, yeah. it doesn't matter how fucking tall he was. He would fuck you up and yeah. you believed that he could, which is the whole point of wrestling. If you believe it, then it's real. Right. But uh, unfortunately certain individuals did not like his look, you know, Vince, Hunter, so on and so forth. Anyone that actually mattered at the end of the day. Really fucking unfortunate. Yeah. But that fucking beat me if you can survive if I let you That's incredible. fucking, yeah. fucking yeah. love yeah. that shit. And just that and cuts the, you deep. And the towel. It was perfect. Like the fucking shredded towel that he wore that just covered like two thirds of his face and everything. I, I have a whole thing. I'm going to save us time by going to the short of it. But I want to know that where in all of the backstage money for drugs and shenanigans and hookers and sharing each other's blood did somebody not have another tea towel for Taz. I think it was fucking getting shredded as we were watching. It's the same towel. My man, just go to Bed Bath & Beyond and get yourself a new black koozie. And we'll move along. It was bothering me. I was distracted by his thing. Because he has, like, over one half of an eye. And I'm like, dude, like, who... And there's some shit that happens in ECW. All right? If I had a dollar for every wrestler that came out and they cut off sleeves, airbrushed themselves shirt, or airbrushed at a, at a carnival shirt that they were fucking wearing, right, and cut off jean shorts, I'd have a lot of dollars. And everyone's into their own gimmick. But on the grand scale of here's custom chairs and tables and claiming shit, somebody's like, I'm going to take a towel. And I'm going to tatter that towel. And that towel is going to be hardcore. Like, really? Like, that's the fucking thing? Yeah, that towel was extreme. That was. towel was super extreme. All right. We're going to talk about this fucking uh, horse shit of a show of a match that's next. Are we going to... Real quick, Dudley promo. Was fu- oh, okay. Yeah. I just... Only one thing I really want to say about the Dudley promo. <clears throat> and it's almost kind of... It, it connects with the Taz promo. There is, like, an entire generation of wrestling fans. A group. A large group. And thank you know we can shit talk the peak, you know, peacock the WWE network and all that all we want, <laughs> but um, <laughs> anyhow, sorry, sorry, <clears throat> sorry, sorry. Pat. Dave just moved Audience. the ashtray closer to my to my mouth. <laughs> Noah's, Noah's drinking a better beer, and I was like, not on my no, watch. Yeah, not. not on my watch, um, sir. There's like an entire group of people who don't know how badass Taz was, 
Yeah. You know, and there, but there's probably even bigger group of people who don't realize the level of heel the Dudleys were, how genuinely shitty it was to watch them on TV because you wanted yeah. to see them get their asses kicked. Yeah. even yeah. if you, you were, were a fucking heel fan, they were fan, rooting against you. If you yeah. were, a, or you were rooting against them. I mean. Yeah, if you're a fan oh. of heels, yeah. you still want to see them get their ass because they're shitheads and they needed to get their comeuppance. They nine needed out, to get nine it. out of ten of the worst things I've ever heard said in a pro wrestling ring were said by Bubba Ray Dudley. <laughs> they just they were fucking awful and it was great because again I, I it's like such a thing but like today's wrestling heels have redeeming qualities and I hate it I fucking hate it I need my heel to be not likable on any real level now he, like Bully Ray he got it Billy Bubba gets it he understands yeah. what it means to be a heel which is why the Bully Ray thing really worked you know but like the Dudleys in ninety you know, 7, 98, 96, even, I think it was in 96, they were real heels, where you want to throw things at them. You want to fight them, you know, after the show because they yeah. said some shit about your fucking mother. You know yeah. what I mean? I feel that way about Money in the Bank winner Damian Priest just on principle. Oh, shit. You don't like Damian Priest? No. Why are you going to be topical? I'm not trying to be topical here. You didn't watch watch that show. This is the second time. You know, just read it on the internet. LA Knight in there. I let it slide. I let you have your time. Now you slip at Damian Priest. Like, you know what? This is absurd. Just like the fact that Jay Uso was the one who pinned Roman Reigns after three and a half years is absurd. But listen here, fucking Michael Cole. What are we doing? Okay, because let me tell you something about what we just call me Michael Cole. I fuck you. Fuck you. He's gonna elaborate. Here we go. I am, I like, it's the idea that we gotta fucking, and this is not about you, but this is about in general, that we gotta fucking act like every goddamn motherfucking modern wrestling person is the fucking be-all, end-all. Like, I like Gunther. I like the, I like to see one grown man slap another sweaty grown man as much as possible. And you used to have to pay nine ninety nine a month for that shit. And now we get to see it every night on, every week on wrestling. But the fact that we gotta act like he is in any shape or the matter, a better intercontinental champion than the honky tonk man? That's just lies. We all know the honky, <laughs> man, honky tonk man sucks dick. The honky okay. tonk man. The fact that is he's making heavy eye contact. The fact that you grabbed here. your mic and you leaned in on on Herb just to say that while making serious because eye contact. No one knows. Just the same as I know, Jeff knows, Mac knows. Honky tonk man was overrated. The world knows it. God, there whatever are, you believe in knows it. There are three metrics of which you could describe who's the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. The longest reign, the most reigns, or the most watched intercontinental title match of all time. All right? I think we could all agree on that whole idea. And the Honky Tonk Man is one of them. Okay? Chris Jericho, by the way, is the second. And when he's not busy helping his wife storm the Capitol, he's, <laughs> he's been ready <laughs> for a 10th Intercontinental title reign. Oh, did that happen? Oh, yeah. We talked about his, his wife. Was, yeah. His wife was all about we that. We talked shit. about that. And so yeah, was yeah. he. His wife we, was there. We so talked about my that stock on the show. Of Chris I, might, I might have actually blocked that out. Well, yeah, you know what? I don't blame you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to believe it. Hey, listen, if I have to deal with the world with Hulk Hogan as the person he is, you get a fucking deal with Chris Jericho being who he is. His father was a professional hockey player. I just It checks all my boxes. Says, man. Mac, you reconciling this information is between you and your god. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Shit. One day we are going to have like this real serious conversation <laughs> about where do we separate the art from the artist? Because we've danced around this so many times. On this <laughs> we really we've right? skirted around and we're like, you know what? You know, we'll we'll talk about it later. Day. We're yeah. going to do that right you now. Right? Because of how many fucking horrible abuse allegations are on this ECW roster on this entire fucking oh, show. Right? 
Dude, if we do that, if we, no, this is the honest to God truth what we need to do. If we ever have a, that episode, we gotta drink hard liquor. <laughs> We're just gonna fucking shot. Just, just go real, for it. real. Yeah. Doing, we got a yeah. bottle of absinthe from Europe. <laughs> um, so, okay. Now on to the next match. All right. Uh, I did just want to make one note about yes, the Taz yes. promo. Going back to that. He called out Austin. Yep. He, he calls did. out Goldberg. Yep. Yeah. He calls out fucking Mike Tyson for some reason. Who would have ate his little, ass alive, but it's cool. little guy. <laughs> calling out all of these guys. Aren't you just so cute? And I'm like, listen, he'll tap like, your ass. He's a bad, he's a <laughs> bad my ass out. And he'd probably take Bill Goldberg because Bill Goldberg could go fuck himself. I would actually, I would hope that uh, if Transformers were real, that they would line up in a row. And just take Goldberg to pound town via the fuck bus did, in a non-consensual did, way. Did but I, Mike Tyson, how's no. That how's that for a visual? Mike Tyson gonna fuck you, and you <laughs> you can struggle all you want, but we have legal documentation. Ankle do you no good. <laughs> there's several ways. There's several places I would have killed from this. Um. <laughs> Well, shit. Uh, did you guys? Did I send you guys the video? I don't know if I. I don't know if I did or not. <laughs> I don't know if I did or not. Oh, there's, there's the Transformer fuck you know, so, Did so, I just so. really give you guys the visual of the Transformers running a train on Taz on Goldberg? Goldberg, yeah. yeah. Goldberg. Oh, good. Probably oh. while Taz is cucking. Oh, with the yeah. towel over his, well, with my, one towel over each head. Mike Tyson just staring at Taz, and he knows. <laughs> he knows. He, he's done fucked up. One of these two people is leaving this room of man tonight. Well, Taz was hoping Mike Tyson would hear about it and show up on ECW. <laughs> That's what he wanted. I, didn't, I guess they would. I guess yeah. that, would, that, would, that was good. Um, did I ever send you guys the video where somebody did like a uh, like a, a, a Nintendo 64 like mod of a Goldberg Bret Hart match where Goldberg <laughs> oh Goldberg doesn't fucking kill Bret Hart? Shit <laughs> <laughs> here, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious no. and hurtful. I don't even know uh, how to process uh, that thing where he does the kick right. <laughs> he does the kick. He does the kick right. <laughs> oh, of all the things we joked about, this feels the most wrong. <laughs> That's where you joke. <laughs> listen to this show long to know get the fuck out of here now <laughs> <laughs> that's what makes you feel uncomfortable I don't want to hurt his feelings I think he'd like that joke if he was, <laughs> if he was I still able to smile <laughs> Uh, because you know, go murdering the man. I'm so sorry, Brett. <laughs> mm. uh, I can't even promise to edit this out because I don't. I don't edit this show any. <laughs> Not, not to a point that they ever did. 
Oh my goodness. Uh, so anyways, yeah. back to ECW. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the fucking ramp. Uh, RVD and Sabu uh, defending their world tag team titles against Hayabusa and Shinzaki. You know, this is a show, this is a match that looks so good on paper that you're just like, fuck, like, how could you not? I'll tell you what, for me, I was excited to watch this show. Yeah. But the fucking whistle made it unwatchable. Oh, it was man. terrible. Oh, Fonzie's whistle, though. Is... It is unwatchable. This match was unwatchable for me. That's pretty strong words. That is that is, that is a bold statement. Fonzie's whistle, it, how many... ECW it got shows? to be too much. Like, I knew it, that it was going to happen. Yeah. But it was it was too much. Like, halfway through the match, I'm like, should I just fast forward? Should I just mute it? <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? This is... It is brutal. It's, it's like he too just much. got suffered through it, man. Yeah. He, he took Jimmy Hart's oh, microphone did. gimmick and he, and I he, did. And he and it was not up. great. This match was so good on paper. And you could just say, like, this is the, uh, what I call the Meltzer match. This is Dave Meltzer trying to poke a fucking match between two Japanese legends. Rob Van Dam, who is light years ahead of everybody else in the business. And Sabu, who we had all not figured out yet, uh, had lost it, right? To yeah. a certain extent. Um, this is the most botched match oh my God, I've God. ever seen. So many messed up spots. Well, it was, it started really slow, but once it got going, it really got going. It did. And then there were like a couple botched spots, like, like, holy fuck. <laughs> I, they needed to slow down. Yeah. Well, okay. My, my critiques of this match, I, I honestly, it was a great match in general. Like it was a lot of fun. It was awkward though. It was a lot of... <clears throat> What I assume was lost in translation, kind yeah, of. Yep. Yep. Between all combatants, all uh, uh, opponents, and you could tell uh, just communication errors. Yeah, it was. The off. match was twenty. Is the longest match of the night. Yeah. Yeah. It was like five minutes too long. Easily. Easily. They could have shaved off some time on this fucking thing. Well, they had to kept like... it to thirteen minutes maybe, and kept it kind of tight, concise, and fast paced, and it'd have been so much better. Oh man. Less opportunity for fuck ups. Yeah. Um, but I found it fa- okay, two things. First of all, how badass is Shinsuke? Motherfucker, man. Dude, Dude this so he's so Hakushi cool. Was, was, was ahead of, here's a fun fact that I just had to put in there. Our, one of our favorite games of all time, No Mercy. And all of its predecessors, WrestleMania 2000, WCW NWO Revenge, and WCW World Tour. He's the guy who modeled, they modeled most of those moves off of. He's the one they, he did those moves and they did the animation. Including all the praying power bombs. He's the inventor of the Razor's Edge. Which is bananas. Which is awesome. Bananas. So this guy is like a legend in so many <clears throat> geeky ways. Yeah. And for, shout out to uh, Hayabusa slash Hannibal. Because he was in... World Tour. World Tour. Yeah. That's Hannibal. That's Hannibal. Um, Sabu is like a force of fucking nature. He exists in another reality. Like, I, I love, I was so enjoying just watching him on the on the apron, like, swiping at people. He's like a fucking cat. You know cats, yeah. like, like, when, like, you're just <laughs> walking by shit. living life, yeah. and your cat goes, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> that might explain, That's what he was like the whole time. That might explain, like, Sabu was a cat in a previous life, he and had he just had tendencies. He's just phasing in and out of yeah. reality. He, yeah. He's a guy who, it's his gimmick is his gimmick. If anybody had a laser pointer, he would have been out of that fucking area real quick. He'd just <laughs> he carry it over, and he's been. gone. But like, I just love Sabu just just being in character, and I, I love how like the whole time in the beginning where like they're doing like the introductions and everything, and RVD is like you know showboating and all that, and the whole fucking time Sabu's just sizing him up, going, "How quickly can I get to the fucking bone marrow?" <laughs> like, like he's just like, "I'm gonna kill these motherfuckers." The whole I just, but that made their tag team so good. 
They were yeah. so opposite. Yeah, that dynamic other. was great. It was an excellent dynamic throughout the whole show. And Sabu oozes legitimacy. Because he because, was legitimate. Because he, yeah. he just comes off as a legitimate crazy person. Was it suicidal, yeah. homicidal, genocidal maniac? And you, when you're 14, you believe 13 it. years old, you believe that yeah. shit. Yeah. Like, this well, motherfucker's crazy. That's just scary as shit. Upon retrospect, now here in our late 30s, early 40s, we're uh, looking like, I feel like the Hague would have, uh, International Criminal Court would have intervened in Sabu at some point if he was truly genocidal. I'd like to see documentation. <laughs> I think actually they like unleashed Sabu between matches. Ah. Like they flew him like to Switzerland I... and then gave him an assignment and like there was some like coup in like Zimbabwe yeah. that never happened the because Winter Sabu Soldier was there. I can he see the that. Winter yeah. Soldier. I'm sorry, I'm still stuck on the visualization that. that Paul Heyman is like, Sabu, we need you to go out there and do a tag team match. He's like, you gotta pay me, Paul. He's like, or do I gotta do this? And he's got the laser pointer and he's like, fucking <laughs> just chasing him out to the ring. Yeah, he's doing catnip while everyone's doing I was gonna say cocaine. the drug budget for yeah. Sabu was I, real low because it was just catnip. I would seriously seriously bet my house that Sabu has smoked catnip. <laughs> like probably doing it right now. Bet my house. If he's not, he's listening to this podcast and he's thinking, I should probably do that. that right. Right. Why didn't I think of that years I ago? Love, oh, shit. Like, there were so many Because you're in ECW and took too many hair shots, head shots, you can't think of anything. There's so many botches in this match. Oh. There's so many just weird moments. The fucking table. I was going to say. Just, like, yo, that table was, like, set up, and then it stroked this food man choosing this. Is <laughs> not going to work for me, brother. I wrote... I wrote <laughs> I wrote my seriously, man. I wrote my notes. The table just quit the match. <laughs> so the table had that. enough. The table's like we're going over our time. I'm done. And it just lays down. <laughs> it did. <laughs> and they're just like, fuck it. We just got to do it anyway. And like normally, just, it just kind of half breaks, and then the crowd poos. But the table, like, it didn't. It didn't just fall. It like cane bumped. Like, where it, like went down to one knee and real slowly fell over. It did. And then the Japanese guys who don't know any better, they're like, fuck it. We'll do it. We're just gonna go do it. Thing. Yeah. That'll get over. Yeah. But the match overall was 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 enjoyable. Overall, I would say the enjoyability. Go ahead, Jeff. I'm sorry. I was gonna say that I had one note. RVT's guillotine guillotine drop on the barricade was fucking brutal. Oh my god. god. Oh my god. That move was ahead of its time, and they, and you forget the, how awesome it looked before WWE like sterilized. Yeah. yeah. Corkscrew guillotine leg drop. So when did um <clears throat> the Hardy Boys debut in the WWE? Uh, they were they were there at this point, but they weren't main roster guys until after this. Because I sure as shit saw Swanton and a whisper and a wind in that match. Yeah, so they were they were. So did they? Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm like motherfuckers. What? That's we, where you got yeah, it we from. Can do that. I'm pretty sure they didn't begin. We have to look, check my facts. Whoever anyone that listens, I'm the wrestling historian that listens to the show, so no one's gonna go. But I'm pretty sure they didn't debut as the new brood or with any of those with Michael Hayes until right after this. So. Yeah. I imagine that, like, that Mr. Brown here at home visualize this, if you will. Go on. If you wheel. If you wheel, go to Rhodes. <laughs> I envision that, like, he goes home, like, gets off of work, drives, you know, the 30, 40 minutes to get home, fighting traffic, swearing at the people next to him, mm-hmm. listening to wrestling entrance music. Mm. He pulls up to his home, wonderful home, suitcase mm. in hand. Mm. I don't know what the fuck's in the suitcase, but something's in it. <laughs> a hand. <laughs> Fucking hand. Is it May Young's child? I was hoping to say, is it's it a, no, I, don't, I don't know whose hand it is. I'm too afraid to ask at this okay. point. But keep going. And uh, he walks in. He puts the suitcase down. Kisses the wife on the cheek. Pats the, 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 the little one on the head. Kisses the baby on the cheek. I'm going to go downstairs, honey. I'll be back up. And he goes downstairs. And there's just this giant fucking scroll of wrestling facts. <laughs> and he just like unrolls it. 
and just begins to sit and read. <laughs> and that's what he does for three hours He's, a night. He just sits on a throne. A throne of fucking a... kayfabe. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I he has my... the king of the ring throne in his basement. Oh my god. I, I yelled at my wife the other day because she was... She's, Lily, uh, our oldest daughter, was having a hard time distinguishing. Like She doesn't like wrestling. So she, she doesn't like movies that have fighting. So because she doesn't like fighting. Uh, she doesn't like to watch people really fight. So she doesn't like, she doesn't like wrestling because she doesn't want to watch people really fight. And I hear my wife start to tell her, well, you know, movies aren't real. Uh, those, those are just people pretending to fight. And then there's wrestling, which is, and I yelled, Kelly Fave! <laughs> <laughs> Ran across the length of the house. Stick me in the middle. Because there are grown people in this world who are still kayfabe. And I'll be damned if my daughter doesn't have to awkwardly go to school when she's 10, not realizing that it's not real. If I had, if I did that shit, you have to pay that price too. <laughs> Fair it's enough. possible. Yeah, See, it's possible. I look at it slightly different, Jones. Um, uh-huh. <clears throat> Everything you just said, he goes downstairs into the basement. You guys know, like, when Prince passed away, they were talking about how he has, like, a vault just full of, like, weeks' worth of music that he recorded that will never be released. I see Noah after the family goes to bed. He goes downstairs. He turns on one oversized lamp. Doesn't turn all the lights on in the basement, just the lamp. Sets up his 1988, like, WWF ring pulls all the wrestlers out, and he has 16 years of Monday Night Raw that he scripted on his own, <laughs> recorded with those wrestlers, and it's better than the shit we get on TV. That's possible. I can believe that. It's WWF Superstars. Raw didn't start until 1993, so doing an 88 thing wouldn't really Point work. Point exactly. There it is. Uh, I want to say about this fucking match. Wait a second. Uh, first of all, the most amazing concept of this match falling fucking apart that you can catch, and because... This is the point where I noticed ECW's camera style. The one wide shot, and then one camera on each of the ring. And you would only cut away if something brutal was happening, but you stayed on that <clears> wide <throat> shot, the hard cam, the whole time. At one point, when the table just decided that it's not going to work for me, brother, Sabu goes to grab it, and he cuts his fucking hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And he's legitimately messing up, and he yells as clear as day to Hayabusa, kick me. And Kaibusa kicks him, and then you see him out there during the rent wrapping his, his hand, hand. Yeah. because he sliced himself deep. Yeah, you see like, him like jumping fucking... up and down, like holding yeah. onto his mm-hmm. hand. Yeah. That was a bad for him to sell it like that. It shit was you no knew it was good. not right. Yeah, for yeah. sure. But once again, for the fourth consecutive match, a move off the top rope onto an object fucking does it with a double leg drop, five star frog splash through the table, and the champions. Retain. Great match, and and and, and I, mean, I know it was it was sloppy as shit, and maybe a little too long, but man, Sapu's just a joy to watch. Just do what he does. This is the worst match of the night for me. That's um, saying something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's still good. It's, I still watched it. There are no bad matches except it's the like a, event. Well, how about RVD changing direction like midair? Like the they dude didn't just. It's just he's just. He decided capable. gravity wasn't fucking on today. Yeah, he just does that. It's like amazing. he jumps from the far corner. And like turns in midair to like land that move. Is that some? Shit? That was the thing for me in the match that I just that I really gravitated and towards. And the camera didn't even catch all of it, unfortunately. No. Just yeah. his athleticism in that match and how how just crisp and clean and and just things that he's doing. Just the 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 kicks, the the roundhouse kick right into another kick, just was so seamless. It was so good. Just four really capable fucking performers yeah. doing what they do. I mean, and language barriers be damned. Uh, they did a great job in that match, and it was exactly what it needed to be. You know what else needed what needed to be the fucking FTW title match? 
was mm. listen. Wait, plus, what? I got a rating. Oh, give me your goddamn rating. Yeah, first of all, I want to say that I I thought Fonzie was useless the entire match. Yep. And I'm wondering why he's there until I remembered. Oh yeah, the Van Daminator. Like the entire reason he exists was to hold the chair during that that spot yeah. where he kicks it. I'm like ah, I, I I'll allow it. But I rate this match 2.5 long-haired tan dude that botched a move off the top rope while going through a table out of five. Okay, well, Rolls yeah. off the tongue. Yeah, it's just that's, right there. They're all. It's a little that's, wordy, but we can get behind yeah, it. Yeah, it's a solid rating scale. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, FTW title. Yeah, so uh, first thing I wrote is Taz, when he's coming out. He radiates fuck around and find out. He does. He just does. He, he does carry himself well. Yeah. Uh, and I think that, you know... God bless Bam Bam Bigelow. I'm glad that he had his time with ECW to stay and remain relevant. He made his way to WCW for a while, uh, towards the end. Feud with Goldberg. He had a feud with Goldberg, but Bam Bam was never will never be. He was he hadn't been Bam Bam in a long time. No, unfortunately, but he was a big deal in the '80s and in the late early '90s. He was still name. was. Yep. You know, um, this match I really really enjoyed. It, it's funny, for as over the top as this pay per view was. And we're not even at the main event, but like how violent it was, and the, the big spots, the, the concrete spots, and the tables, and all that shit. The fascinating part about all this to me, I kept thinking the whole show, and it kind of crystallized during this, paper, this this match. As violent and over top as it is, none of it tops Hell in the Cell like two months earlier. None of it does. Yeah, that's a good... That's, none of it does. Holy shit. <clears throat> like, yeah, think not, about not that for a close. second. Like, yeah. fully hit... We, we talked about it when we talked about Hell in the Cell. Like, there, there's... What Vic Foley and Undertaker did can physically not be topped safely ever again. Nope. No, it wasn't even top, done safely then. Yeah, exactly. And I think anything you do that is more, it comes off as more violent uh, loses the threshold of pro wrestling. Yeah, right. And like, it's just violent for the sake of being violent. Yes, I think that is the most violent you could have a pro wrestling match be while still being a pro wrestling match. Because anything else is just ultra violence. Yeah. And Which it's has its own... Audience, I'm sure, but not not here. But it's just so wild, like, and this this show was all over the fucking place with violence. But like, I kept thinking, like, you know, though, just get thrown off the fucking cell, choke Sam through the cell, the thumbtacks. It's still not like they're not even touching what they did. No, nope. no, and you know, I think there is an added element of holy fuck to what WWE did with the Hell in a Cell match because there is such a spike. And the shock value of that, you know, in, yes. in ECW, this is what you're getting every match, yeah. and and it's staying basically within like a, a a top and bottom threshold, you know, like like you'd see like a wave pattern, you know, it just kind of sits there. But in WWE, if you're graphing the shit out, it's it's just standard kind of wrestling stuff, some kind of spots, and then holy fuck, yep, yeah, it just it it's so it's so just outside of what they do. And they did it better than ECW would have done anyway. If everything's violent and extreme all night, nothing is. Well, I mean, to put it in perspective, your opening match is Jerry Lynn and Justin Carnival. And then you build up, rightfully so, they are building up the ultraviolence to get to our main event. And they pass through this title match on the way, right? Uh, For Hell in a Cell 98, your opening match was fucking Jeff Jarrett and X-Pac. Right? You know what I mean? So, like, you're, you're setting a different... Yeah, style yeah, of a whole different tone. Yeah, uh, and then for it to turn into what it turned into, yeah, that's a way. You know, you're talking about peace and valleys. Woo. Have we talked a lot about Jeff Jarrett since Noah's not been on the show? I don't think you've reviewed a single Jeff Jarrett match until we are. But lo and behold, 
Jeff Jarrett will once just, again just appear. right on cue, motherfuckers. Right I just gotta cue. say, so um, I I went to the AEW. I took my nephew to his first AEW show for his birthday when they were in town a few weeks ago, uh, a few months ago, and lo, Jeff Jarrett shows up on the show, and I fucking lost <laughs> my mind. <laughs> <laughs> it does this. My world, Dave, and I just screamed, and I could tell all the people were here. That's how I know I'm having a good time at a wrestling show. If everyone there around me is irritated when I open my mouth, I've been having a good time. And Jeff Jarrett <laughs> came out. I was like, at this point, I'm like, my brother, you know, the infamous Drew on the show. He's like, uh, do you want to get out of here? I'm like, Jeff Jarrett's already wrestled. What could we do that will top this at this point? How did you mind. handle Jeff Jarrett in the ring? Drew had his son there. So Drew wasn't, he, he was only one sheet to the wind, not all three. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably smart. Yeah. Uh. That's, why, that's why we surround him, we pad him with young children to encourage him to act responsibly. Because Drew would have gotten in a fight with us. He was saying some dark shit earlier. Like, and I think, he was dead sober. Listen, when someone says they were saying dark things... That leave, doesn't leave a lot to the imagination. No. I know it went some it went in a direction. Do we do we see do we see Drew being like Stan's father in South Park where no. he's like the little league games and he just starts taking his shirt off? He's like, Come on, let's go. No, no, first of all, that to, to give Drew the Randy Marsh vibes <laughs> is a it would be a, such a compliment to when Drew is wasted that I could not first if I had to give like an idea of, of who Drew is when he's drunk, I would say like you ever see uh, a space documentary and see a black hole? Right. Okay. Yeah. And now, if the black hole was like, I hypothetically in a in a row full of children, loudly, soberly talking about Paige's sex tape when she came out through the crowd and making references to that, it's like you know that that young lady didn't have a choice in that, Drew. And there's like little kids around. He's like, oh, I don't care. You know? <laughs> I'm like, you know what we need right now, that Drew? Checks out. I think you need to go get some pretzels. Put some shit right now. <laughs> until these ladies are off the screen. Just go get some pretzels. Let's get some fucking pretzels. But you know who didn't get pretzels? Tam and Bam Bam Bigelow, because they were oh, fucking yes. Back busy. to the match. Yeah. That's a segue. That's, right listen, there, so the match was, was, was exact. Okay. So interestingly enough, uh, of all the matches of yeah. tonight, this is the only one, one the first of two that actually had a story attached yes, to it. Yes, that's what I wrote yeah. too. <laughs> like, yeah. And I like that there was an yeah, Paul they sh- Heyman. Yeah, they showed it beforehand. Like, and I like, and I remember, like, Taz, like, locking up uh, Douglas all those years ago. I remember yeah. watching that shit, like, the Again, the highlights on the TV show because they didn't really show it. Yeah, that's, that's where his, nice show. Yeah, that's where his yeah. injury came from. I love it because it made sense. It, it 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 gave Taz the rub to look like a big star, and it gave you know Bam Bam something to fucking do. Uh, I I, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't uh, try this fucking ashtray here. I can't do it. I gotta drink a real iced tea. I'm gonna go masturbate. I'm afraid to kitchen. try when I go home now. Um, so you're gonna go masturbate in the kitchen? Yeah. Ah, it's going to do something to get the taste out of my mouth. What do you do? No, I'm not going to ask. So, you know what? It's no, better not to ask. It's better, it's better leave, leave that to the imagination. Yeah. yeah. So, right. one of my favorite things about professional wrestling, uh, which we don't get enough of in the day's current, at least in WWE. AEW is actually a little different, thankfully. We don't get enough blood feuds. Mm. We don't get enough, I fucking hate you. And I will do everything in my power yeah. to end your career. We almost did with Riddle and Seth Rollins. That was so close. Almost. That was so close. Yeah. It was getting real weird and personal. It was. I love that it yeah. was. We need more blood feuds. Around. We don't need like four going at once, but like two. Two good blood feuds. Midcard, main event. Just kind of give, give the ladies a blood feud. You know, they could pull that shit off. It can get real fucking personal. Real. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I felt like this was like a, a, a good, 
I mean, obviously the main event was a blood feud, for sure. But, like, the, the, this match was a blood feud, and it was fun. Uh, it wasn't amazing, but Taz always delivers. Mm-hmm. He all at least then in '98, my man was at the top of his physical game, and he was believable. As as short as he was, he walked like he was six He's foot intimidating, fucking seven. Yeah. yeah, no. I why I like this match is too is it's the first match that if a person was watching that had never watched even ECW before, but wrestling could see the story told between before them before anything else. Here's a huge. Bald-headed, tattooed, enormous motherfucker. And here's a short dude that looks legitimately badass. Who wins between someone who's short but knows how to fight and is big and is maybe a little slow and a little bit past. They're both tough guys. And so it's an easy-to-understand feud. Then you add the benefit. The only thing he did all fucking night was Shane Douglas on commentary was add his context to this match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, boom, right there. Listen to fucking... Look, okay, shout-out to fucking <clears throat> Shane Douglas. Uh, was, it, was it Dean Troy? Yep. Fucking, yeah, fuck, it's weird that I remember No, Troy that. Martin. Actually. Troy Martin, I was fucking close. Yeah. Shout out to Troy Martin for yinzering it up all fucking night. He does. That motherfucker was Pittsburgh all over the booth. <laughs> and it was an, it was kind of annoying a little bit, but I also want to shout out to fucking Joey Styles for acknowledging that Shane Douglas was actually doing a pretty good job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got a comment, because he was actually. Yeah, he does. And Joey's job. usually doing those shows by himself. Yeah. So. It was nice hearing another fucking person with him. It was. It was. It was. But... Yeah, for right. me, I really, I really like this match. Uh, for being the only Falls Count Anywhere match, it seemed the least extreme out of all the other matches <laughs> uh, yes. that we watched. Uh, I've always had mad respect for Bam Bam. Yeah. And like you said, Taz is fucking intimidating as hell. And he, and he sells his size he well. He walks like he's 6'7". Uh, like he, he sells the persona. Uh, and the, the spot through the ramp so good. I knew Which, that shit was coming, but because, it still gets me because fired Because they up. kept talking about, you know, them going through the ring before. So you knew something like that was going to happen. They were setting the stage for it. And then they're like, oh, I, we got we to gotta stop the match. I, they're probably both dead. And then Bam Bam comes out first. And then Taz gets out Watching him. And then Taz drops him in the so Taz mission. Cool. Like, yeah. he's like, I'm going to get this yeah. motherfucker. Yeah, and he just locks him in it. That was the, the quickest tag. In oh, submission it, it, of, was it a tap though, Joe? Or was he reaching? He was or, reaching. It depends on who you ask. Yeah, you know. As <laughs> I like to refer to it, uh, the Dayton screw job. Oh, nice. Yeah, nobody I'll, calls I'll, it. Coming, I'll drink to coming that. soon to a, a podcast, a future podcast episode near you. <laughs> did Bam Bam tap? I don't think he did. Oh, you lined on that side? I think he was screwed. Oh, shit. Yeah. All right. He went backstage and hocked a loogie right in Paul Heyman's face. Oh, shit. You know, first of all, and then he, and he chant and he writes the words WCW. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, Jim, I, I like the intrigue there, and I think it's a good out for Bam Bam, right? But I don't think you need it at this point. Bam Bam had crossed, in my opinion, the Terry Funk bridge uh, versus an ECW where it doesn't matter what he did. He's an upper echelon. He's a top ECW dude. I think um, what the fuck good is a rope's going to do in a notice qualification? Uh, and falls kind of anywhere match, you're just going to climb up. Yep. Right? Uh, but I think it was, at that point, it avoided the one thing that every match had done. It's this four until nine. It's like, here's a fucking crazy amount of spots. 
And then we're going to end it on a slightly less crazy spot or more off the crazy, top off the top rope, right? And, uh, and in which case, so the big five minutes ago, five seconds ago, oh my God, has been replanted as the finish. But then, oh, which, but this time they went through and before anyone had the chance to totally, they did the minute sell under the ring where everyone got their shit mm-hmm. and they got, and then they went right into it and they didn't give us a chance to, to forget about the previous yeah. spot. Yeah. So it's definitely worth it. Now this was a nice this was a nice bridge match between what you saw and what you're going to see. You know, I, I think it's a, a good way as we always kind of say with you see with the WWE cards and stuff, they always have certain matches to kind of break up mm-hmm. big big moments that you're supposed to have in the pay per view. Um, my favorite part of this match was um, the I think the hardest um, thing that we actually saw in the entire pay per view was uh, Bam Bam slipping on the concrete floor and face planting on one of the chairs. Uh, Dude, I fell for him. I I fell for him. (laughs) Because, um, you know, there are times when you, you know when you see a grown-ass man fall or a grown-ass woman fall and they don't get up right away. And you and you know that because, shit stinks because you've been there. Us, yeah. I've been there, yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure, and and maybe not as public a way. I'm sure you guys have probably been there too. Mine was in front of a lot of fucking people, um, but like I saw that, and I was like, I understand, I know, <laughs> I feel it. And that fucking chair went home and bragged to all of his friends what happened. He said, I fucking put Bam Bam down before Taz did. I took Bam Bam down, man. Um, and then New Jack did coke off me. It was a good night. Well, it was a good night. <laughs> but that's actually so. New Jack's job was apparently to put all the seats back after the pay per view was over. But the oh. way that they got him to do it is there was a line of coke on every single seat. There's an image I have in my head now. That's really <laughs> funny. Actually, just, just, yeah, they paint for me. So there, there, there we go. There you go. Um, but yeah, I I felt for uh, for Bam Bam on that one for sure because. Uh, the other note I had about this is uh, everybody in the arena was a part of the pay-per-view at this point. Yep. Yeah. 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 Just the entire arena. If you were in that lower bowl, you were in the match. You were in, man. Yep. That was so, a good match. I love it. It was 13 minutes, also a little long. Honestly, a couple of these matches were a little long, but it was a good match. The crowd was hot, too. Yeah, I mean, it and it, it, it's funny watching it back all these years because, like, the same chance they were doing in 1998, they're doing today. Yep. It's just a lot fewer cell phones. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. Way fewer. And then the flash bulbs. That's what caught me off for these big moments was all yeah. the flash bulbs. I missed the flash bulbs. Yeah. You guys made a minute. Uh, Are so, you going to give it a rating? Oh, I am. I am. I am. Uh, it's 3.75 tatter towels out of five. And we're doing a weighted scale because of uh, just that energy that we hit here in the main event is indescribable for a pro wrestling show. Uh, but all right. Instead of going through all of the shit, who was in the bathroom that they had to stay out there for like thirteen minutes before oh the match started? God. Somebody was like dropping a lot. <laughs> Somebody something. was absolutely was in the like... bathroom that was not ready. I'm looking at Tommy Dream. Yeah, I had forgotten about. I was <laughs> How oh, they big... had, they had lost Sandman. Yeah. They legit <laughs> lost him somewhere in he, the arena. He was at a dive bar like two blocks <laughs> down in fucking Dayton, Ohio. They had to kill so much time, which is fine because anytime you get heel Dudley's on the mic, it's always entertaining. But it was like I fast forward. I forgot how big the Dudley's entourage was. I forget how big Bubba was. Joel Gerd. He lost true. a lot of yeah. weight. Yeah. Uh, even just like a couple years later, he lost a lot of weight. 
I kind of imagine that Sandman, and a couple of people in ECW locker room like this, but Sandman's one of those drunk people that he only goes one direction until you turn him. Otherwise, <laughs> so it's like a like it's like a puzzle game. Like you got to try to figure out how to get him down a fucking hallway. Yeah, then you have to do it with a ladder. Yeah, he's carrying. Oh, yeah. I, just, I just had his visual because you said that a fucking a, a Sandman being backstage because even while they had to go 13 minutes before they found him to direct him <laughs> to the stage <laughs> somebody didn't direct him properly because he kept going when the music hit because they still didn't come out <laughs> like the music hit and the Dudleys were just standing there for like two minutes before a ladder fucking comes out and you just know they let's like whose job is it supposed to be to fucking watch Sandman again <laughs> I, <laughs> Go fucking fight him when you're fired. I can, oh, I, right now I'm imagining like what's going on just on the other side of the curtain. And imagine that Sandman's like that kid on Legends of the Hidden Temple who couldn't put the fucking monkey statue <laughs> And he's not allowed to go out until he fucking hits it. It's three fucking pieces, kid. <laughs> no, not a single fucking... Like, there are no future leaders of America on that fucking show. <laughs> They're all struggling with that fucking monkey. Uh, uh, um, uh, so my first, uh, my first uh, initial thoughts of this this match when the Dudleys come out is, look, it's Joel Gertner. He's a, you know what? It's a fucking ghoul of a gimmick. Like fuck it. him. He yeah. does so good at being literally slimy and yeah. just looking like he yeah, he's the worst. He like bleeds like Cheetos. Like he, he's so good though. But I, mean, I also had a moment of clarity about Joel Gertner and the uh, the fucking referee. And Alfonso. Jonathan again. And I'm thinking to myself, we need. They, there's like a missed opportunity in wrestling history for like a league of like evil officials. <laughs> Just all like fucking uh, fuck Paul. What was it Paul? Uh, the fucking in the in the eighties the the ref the ref was it Paul? You know what I'm Dangerous talking about? Dangerous Danny Davis. David, da- Paul, Jesus Christ. Dangerous Danny <laughs> Davis. I don't know where the fuck I got Paul from. Paul Roman. <laughs> there's a, there's a, there's there's a lot too. of Pauls flopping around. On this show. <laughs> Jesus. Fucking Paul. You know what you did, Paul. Yeah, Danny Davis, Nick Patrick, Alfonso, all those motherfuckers just get get a fucking stable and just never wrestle. Just call things poorly. No, yeah. Uh, I think Joel Gerter, uh, I've never seen someone whose gimmick was that he looks like he gives teenage girls the boxings before. But that. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) But that's his gimmick. You just, you just immediately said it. Just looked right in fucking her. And you just stared at him afterwards. Well. Did uh, I? I often uh, wonder where your brain goes to get this. And then I remember I don't want to know. No. It's a dark place. This, this podcast is going to be 40 minutes of us just laughing. Uh, uh, I don't apologize for that. Nope. Um, so what was the most fucked up thing you saw in this match, guys? So okay, real talk. I didn't enjoy this match at all. Oh, I, look, it's weird, man. Like, and it sucks because I was looking forward to it because I remember the three D heard around the world. Look, I'm gonna drink for Beulah because mm-hmm. she's the hottest lady in ECW history, in my opinion. She is quite hot. She that she is she is prettier than Don Marie. She's prettier than Sunny. She's prettier than Beulah. Like I, she was this great character that existed for years. Yeah, she was like the catalyst for so many things for Tommy Dreamer, Raven, and all that. And they, they put her out, you know, go have a family, whatever. Are they still together? Yeah, 
God bless Tom. Another guy who punched Parks out of his fucking of his weight. Tommy Tommy Dreamer. Jesus fucking Christ. Tommy, I'm drinking for you, brother. Yeah. I'll mm. drink the Tommy Dreamer. Mm. Hell yeah. No, I'm not drinking that for <laughs> Tommy Dreamer. That shit. <laughs> I'm stabbing myself in the dick before I drink that thing again. But that feels uh, a little bit extra. Yeah. <laughs> scale it back. I mean, yeah. Stab myself. <laughs> you want him to scale it back, you sure? <laughs> in the thigh. <laughs> You're like fucking Sh- Will Ferrell and Just close enough to the dick night. to make it's you like think about car. it. The yeah. biggest lie I've ever heard of I say Sid Carr is botching so bad, you tell him to suck a dick and he sucks on dude's thigh. That's the guy's thigh! <laughs> Fucking incredible. Oh, oh boy, oh. it's so fucking active, accurate. So you didn't like this match. So the match, the problem was that, kind of what I said a while ago, like, if everything's extreme, nothing's really extreme anymore. And then everything becomes this weird, like, mix of just pure violence. And this match, this match was fine the way it was violence-wise. But one of the matches beforehand needed to not be so damn violent. Yeah. So it was like I needed like a like a, a, a like a lull where I could come back to the violence because by the time we get to it, and God bless Sandman, he's not very good. He's, he's not. fucking slow as shit in the ring. He's slowing everything down. He looks awkward as hell. Like the match just, I feel like I was oh I was I was exhausted from all the extreme championship wrestling. You know when a video game botches and a, and one of the characters just just walking in a corner and just keeps walking but isn't going anywhere. Yes, that was Sandman. All right, Sandman. Fifteen minutes of this match. God damn it, it's true. So drunk that it takes him three minutes to realize that he needs to bump, and then he starts falling down randomly. Yeah. But when you drink that much and bleed that much at the same time, yeah. it's you know, it makes sense. like it it was it was it was a fine match. It was an unsatisfying finish for what had been done to Beulah. It felt like it. It was cool, but it was anticlimactic almost. Does that make sense? Am I am I I alone in this? It makes sense. No, you could tell the the story they're going with, which to me was interpreted as so you have everyone who's standing up for Tommy Dreamer. It's a revenge match. Yeah, it's revenge. And Tommy Dreamer wants to get his hands specifically on Bubba Bubba. Dudley, Mm -hmm. right? And the entire match is based around the idea that anytime Dreamer gets his hands on Bubba in any kind of comeuppance, there's 95 people to stop him. So you know the finish is going to build up, but we had seen. Almost everything. All night. And then you get the ladders brought out, which are great. And you can tell they aren't because they're real ladders. They're not mass-produced WWE ladders. I, uh, I This is the part of the pay-per-view where I put the nipple clamps on. Mm. Mm. Oh, because they're ladders? And ladders. The yeah. Guy. yeah. Yeah. But I can definitely feel... I can see how you didn't like it, right? But to me, this was... And that's... that's and mind you, yeah. every batch was fine. I, I like this one the least. Yeah, so for me, this was the one match I had seen prior to the pay-per-view. Mm. Just because I, I knew of the match itself. And it, it did feel... I mean, it was a fucking wild match. Yeah, it was. Once it finally got started, like it was wild from start to finish. And the finish was fucking bonkers. But it it felt like violence for the sake of being violent. Because it's yeah. ECW and it's a main event. So it needs to be extra extreme. Yeah. Extreme extreme. Yes. Yes. Um, Spike Dudley. You've been oh. you've been wanting to talk about Spike all day. I just I've never seen a human being tossed like a rag doll before. Like like the literal watching just Bubba just throw him mm. like across the ring. Like I've never seen a human being bounce like that. Like on TV, you know, in person I've seen it by accident a few times, but 
you know, that's a different, that's yeah. a whole different conversation. That's what we do our episode of snuff film. <clears throat> wow. I'm, okay. <laughs> I added to the list. I, yeah, let's just put that on my <laughs> that in the Google Docs. Yeah, let's, no, let's there, not. There's, there's, there's some shit that happened growing up in the mean streets of Sunset Hills, Mount Lebanon. Yeah. Snuff? No. Okay, because I was going to say, where the fuck is this going? Hu- watching human beings bounce off concrete inadvertently. Mm. You know, everyone is okay. But, you okay. know, watching, you know, anyways, falling out of trees. We don't like know. That. You don't yeah. know. So I were asking. Yeah. yeah. Um, but just watching, just, I, I mean, the, the I've said this on previous versions of the podcast before about just, is, is, has anybody checked on Spike Dudley just to make sure he's okay? <laughs> Do we do we just have wellness checks just scheduled twice a week by the local PD just to make sure he's awake? I'm assuming he's probably doing cons at this point because he was a teacher. He, he still is a teacher. How? He went back to teacher, yeah, or he, he never stopped. So yeah, I thought he, what, was he, he a mutant? Like, uh, did he have an extra thick skull that protected his brain that other humans don't have? He because has, he has to have, right? He has to like figure like, out some sort of secret to dunk himself into something that he like, ever imagined. Like, first to off, to be that size, you know. <laughs> In, in, in local wrestling, you often will see people who may look like wrestlers, and then a lot of people that don't, that don't look like wrestlers, right? When you get to professional ranks and things like this, you see everybody who looks like a wrestler, except for one. <laughs> <laughs> Little Spike. Little Spike. And yet the dude takes the fucking crate, like, just to prove, I guess, that he could just he belongs, do it. Yeah. It's, it's unbelievable what this guy put himself through. And I can't believe he just kept getting up. Although at the end of the match, when he was kind of stumbling back and forth when they were trying to pose on the ladder, yeah, they were all climbing up ladders. He's like, "I'm not even going to try that." I don't think that that was really like a, a like a, like a put off or anything. I think that's actually him trying to like stand up after what the happened. room was spinning at that. Just point. everything was spinning at that point. Um, which uh, speaking of the end, um, you know, the match itself it was what it was. It was fine. Again, I was I think I was just kind of burnt out on all the excessive violence by the end of it. <sighs> I remember this image and this moment where New Jack comes down. With the shopping cart. And they play this weak ass. Not natural born killers. I don't even know what the fuck. And I specifically remember, I do remember New Jack coming out, but I sure as shit remember him coming out to natural born killers, not whatever the fuck this is. And it ruined everything. The whole moment was just gone. If you're going to give them generic music, try a little fucking harder. Just a little bit. I mean, oh, no. nothing's gonna really come close to natural born killers. I get it, but it golly, it was just wasn't great. It ruined the whole, the whole, the whole moment. Yeah, the fake music. I mean, you knew New Jack was coming back up. First of all, we uh, we get a DDT on the ladder, which I have yes. never seen since, and uh, probably for real good fucking reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not safe. No, don't forget about uh, you know Big Dick with the total penetration on the ladder earlier. Before yes, that. God, Big Dick done. Yeah, there are about fifty Big Dick references. <clears throat> For big dick, that's light. That's light. Yeah, that's light for them. Uh, but the new Jack thing is that's how you send. I I don't understand why you got to send the people home happy if your baby face is winning the feud, the blood feud. But then the Dudleys immediately get their heat, and the new Jack and, and Jack Victory, who is also uh, rivaling uh, Mike Awesome from most Australian lesbian mullet of the show, <laughs> comes in and hits the powder filled guitar, and then all of a sudden New Jack comes out, and we have the new Jack show for a few minutes. I don't. I didn't see. It's it's gratuitous, but that's ECW, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I think how do you end a blood feud that's supposed to avenge Beulah's paralysis that she's never walking anywhere? Uh, and but the real hero at the end of the night is 
New Jack. Did she ever come back to ECW after this? She shows up at the One Night Stand 2005, which we will fucking do because it's one of the best pay-per-views I've ever seen in my life. And it's... uh. Or one, 2006, excuse me, rather. Whenever it was like the... Okay, ECW's relaunching as a brand. And the main event was Dreamer and Terry Funk versus Edge and Mick Foley. And this was when Edge and Lita were that, that the, the sex couple. Yeah. And she shows up as like the pop of the night to, to like as like revenge. We uh, never forget. And she's added to the match and Edge spears and pins her. Like, like, welcome back to wrestling. Spears the shit out of her and then dry humps her as they count the three, which is the most Beulah McGillie kind of thing I've ever seen. She gets it. Oh my God. Yeah. She gets it. Yeah. But yes, the answer is yes. She does eventually come back. But not she was only paralyzed for seven years. For seven years. Hey, that's a long that. time. It's a miracle. God damn it. But to me, on the, on the flip side, <laughs> this is ECW in a lot of ways. This entire concept of a 13 minute heel promo because one of the wrestlers is too fucked up to come into the ring. And then it's just mayhem, and we loosely try to follow a storyline, but yeah. it's just Joey Styles screaming at the top of his lungs for most of the night. Well, I like to think real quick that the reason that there was that thirteen-minute deal problem was because Paulie and Sammy were arguing over money. I, that's what I think. It was money. <laughs> it's everyone with Paulie, yeah. yeah. Which is why we get the shitty entrance music. He's like, I don't know. Why don't you just take a Casio keyboard and spend twenty dollars on all of the music for the rest of the dub of the show? Will you allow me a volley? Hear me <laughs> out here, sir. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Sewage. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, all right. <clears throat> the promo that he cuts, um, just about her breaking her neck like he was so angry yeah. like while they were even even before dudley's came out like the all the all the filler time that happened like the 20 minute filler time that happened beforehand uh and he's just uh talking about how he hates the dudley's and you know it's it's how dare they do this to her and all those different things like it was it was just it was just fantastic mm-hmm. right um so um last thing i have about this the chair shot or not the chair shot the uh, guitar shot oh yeah of everything that happens in wrestling to me that's the most terrifying thing ever because like i i fear people like losing eyes when 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 the guitar there's there's a lot of moving splinters in there there's fucking guitar strings like i know how tight those things can get one i'm sure they're not like that but still they're there Mm -hmm. right um to see two of them like that, and the second one that fucking Jack Victory took was like hard. Oh, that was New Jack. Not he didn't give yeah. like that guitar at all. No, he didn't. No, uh, no. That's New Jack, though, dude. The most carny of all carny motherfuckers. Yeah, in the he was a fucking bounty hunter. Yeah, he was. Fuck, I don't want him fucking trying to chase my no. ass down. Fucking done. He'll yeah. accidentally trip and fucking shoot you. Right. No, I'd stab you and say that it was your fault. He, he would. Know. I guess he's not now. He's passed away. But yeah. All right. So I have a rating as 4.5 oversells, then no sells, then oversells out of 5 because that's how everything Devon Dudley does. Oh, and yeah. then he shakes like he's been electrocuted and he gets up uh, like it didn't happen and then he gets shakes like he's been electrocuted. His oversell when he gets crushed under the ladder. Oh, was like, yeah. It was fucking hilarious. Yes. But yes. I, want, I want to bring, before we uh, we send this home, I want to bring something up that's, um, we make jokes about ECW and all the drug use and stuff, but this is the first wrestling show we've ever reviewed. Where somebody involved in every match is dead. And died early. Every single match has somebody dead from it. Multiple people in some of the matches. So I think the idea that we 
love ECW for what it was, but then the question is how much yeah. of this much lifestyle much, yeah. contributed to you know the fact that we had six matches on the show and what, someone's dead from every one. When you put it Wait. that way, goddamn man. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That is that the most ECW thing about the show? Yeah. Uh, it's pretty yes. fucking extreme. It it's, is. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, you break it down. Yeah. Uh, uh, Nicole Bass gone, right? Then you have uh, Chris Candido. Is what gone. is Hayabusa dead? Hayabusa is dead. He was paralyzed and then he died. God damn it! From, yeah, from I didn't realize he died. Yeah, Hayabusa is gone. Then you have Mike Awesome took yeah. his own life. And then you have what's the uh, Batman Bigelow is gone. And then you have Big Dick Dudley right. and New Jack and Jack Victory and Candido and uh, well I said Candido really but yes but in the yeah, it's all 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 gone all gone. So I think we are going to continue. We are not done by a long shot with ECW on this show, but. I think we need to take it uh, that Heatwave 98 is one of the highest rated ECW shows ever. And I think you start to see that this is before they started. They did ease up a little bit as we get going. Now, we're talking about ease off the violence because they figured out by 99 to put Tajiri and Super Crazy and, oh. and Little Nunzio in their triple threats. So like, good. They wrestled each other like 85 times. Great it was matches. always great matches right before your hyper-violent main event. So you had yeah. like a palate cleanser of just wrestling. Uh, and matches that really that would inspire like Ring of Honor and stuff that would, would come out of this as as guys would make their debut. We are not even anywhere near Steve Carino. I can't wait to talk about Steve Carino. Rhino. Uh, or uh, all of these guys as their main event. Ladies and gentlemen, a year from now, Dusty Rhodes shows up in ECW and has a feud. So we aren't anywhere near the apex of it. But at the end of the day, one thing you take away from this show. What is it? Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Mm. And crack cocaine is much cheaper. I know that now. Um, I don't think that those were like fake tables in any way, shape, or form. Like, they were real tables. Like, expected to hold people up. And food and all sorts of other shit. Because during the pay-per-view, there were a lot of times you would see them like stepping on the table that a lot of people were put through. And, like, in today's WWE, you know, they probably do a little bit to make sure those tables break the right way. Mm-hmm. These tables were not designed to break. These tables were designed to be to fucking table. These tables <laughs> were catering. And a lot of them were used in this paper. A lot of catering. Let me, real quick, I retract. No, I don't retract what I said. I don't retract shit. However, <laughs> I will add on to what I said. Uh, it was a great year for being a wrestling fan. That's it. Oh, 98. 98 was just... Oh, yeah, 97, 98, 99, you couldn't get any fucking better in those three years. I don't think it'll ever will. Nope. But we'll, we'll try. The Monday Night Wars were fantastic. And all things aside, I mean, this was a great pay-per-view. I didn't watch a ton of ECW as a kid, but I knew mostly what was going on. It's just, if you look in hindsight, how much head trauma and concussion and the lack of protocols factored into a lot of things, it's like... Probably could have done better. I think. I think. Retrospect. Anyone that still is alive from this show, which it knows that it, it probably wouldn't have changed anything uh, about what where they got where they were. But if you could, there you go. Take care of each other a little yeah, bit better. But at the same time, twenty five years later, people are still talking about it. We still are, and we will continue to talk about. And Spike it. Dudley is apparently educating children. Uh, yeah. So. I'm sure it's he was a teacher beforehand. He was. I think he went back after uh, WWE released him and he went to TNA. But I think it's about tenure, and he's got to reestablish so he can actually <laughs> retire as a teacher. Damn it, pensions unionize. are important, folks. Yes, get a job. Support with your a teacher's fucking local pension. Please do it. Benefits are important. Yes. They are. 
But you, you know, learn anything from tonight. <laughs> some of the best benefits are the benefits that we give you, the sweet, gentle listener. Guys, you made it through on the way. And I'm back. And this isn't just a one-off thing. It better I am, goddamn well I am, be. I am fucking back like that, that rash that won't seem to go away no matter how many times you use a special shampoo. It's the gift that keeps or on Or a topical giving. ointment. Yeah. 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 And you can pass it to your future generations. It'll be a part of their DNA. And here we are now. Now, here's the thing. Um, I came prepared for this show. But I have no idea what the fuck we're going to talk about next. We haven't What's... really figured that out. Oh, my God. Then you know yeah. what? We won't fucking tell you. Nope. We're gonna let you just. You'll one find day, out next week when the next episode is here. When you yep. when you load up your your Spotify or your Google Podcasts or your iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts, and you see that nothing good, you're like, oh shit, what do these motherfuckers have for us? I think at the end of the day, the one thing we Jesus really can. Dave. <laughs> Sorry, no, <laughs> gets, no one gets me excited. It was a double Apparently. tap. Yes, I, I was like, I, I, the only other thing more forceful is Dave uh, uh, is trying to stall for time while he realizes he locked his phone and closed his notes, so he has to come back and, <laughs> and get it open. It's funny that you can hear more, but I think at the end of the day, that what really separates us from the animals is how we talk, how we interact with each other, and how that I promise that. I won't promise that I'll be on every show going forward, but I promise that in every word I say and every breath I take, that I will continue to get this motherfucker to my right to admit that he would split the Sega channel like a fucking piece of lumber. Then, once he's done finishing inside of it years later, he gets a letter in the mail with a manila envelope and it's paternity tests. It's your baby, Herb. It's your baby. Are you the father? And I want to find out. And I think about that all the time. And I want you to think about that all the time as we get into the show. You know, Jones, let me just ask you a question. If 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 your dick was a mozzarella stick, would you dip it into the marinara sauce of the Sega channel? <laughs> if I can be forthcoming with you. Oh please. Or fifth coming. <laughs> Play your cards right. <laughs> yeah. If you have enough electrolytes. Mm. Mm. <laughs> um, uh, no, because I like jalapeno poppers. Mm. Specifically, cream cheese. A little spice. So, he likes a little spice in there. I'll be heat. I'll be heat. Oh, I appreciate you guys bringing the heat. Anything else? Have anyone? Anyone? No, else we we that? appreciate you bringing the heat. No, mm. uh, thanks for showing up. It is great to Ten have you later. back. Mm. Uh, we ex- missed you extremely. I missed you. Uh, we'll see how it goes from here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> It's okay. It ain't, yeah. We ain't here for a long time. Yeah, we're here for a good time. That's right. You know what I'm saying? That's right. And we're uh, fucking here for you. So thank you for being here. Yeah, and we listening. will see all you motherfuckers next week. I'm going to spit on your floor. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing good.